Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dan, so glad we were able to meet today. Thanks for coming over. Whoa, what's that? Pretty awesome, right? It's my new FlexiSpot E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Goes from sitting to standing with the push of a button. You know, I've been thinking about getting a desk like that. I have back pain from being in a chair all day. But I feel like they're either cheap and flimsy or crazy expensive. That's why I went with FlexiSpot. This desk is super sturdy but totally affordable. The base is made of automotive-grade carbon steel. Sit on it. Okay. Hey, this is cool. All right, I want in on one of these. Where do I find FlexiSpot? Just go to their website, FlexiSpot.com. And go right now because they're giving an extra $80 off their already low prices. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF to get an extra $80 off the E7 Pro Plus standing desk. Backed by an industry-leading 15-year warranty. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Go to FlexiSpot.com and use code 80OFF. That's F-L-E-X-I-S-P-O-T.com. Go to FlexiSpot.com now. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Yes, Braden Harrington here with uh, not my usual British companion, Davey Portman. Shout out, Davey P. Happy birthday to your mama. He's got the night off, but I am joined by an obvious friend of the show. Up next, uh, icon, host of Shot in the Dark, a one Mr. John Ceno Evil. How are you, good sir? You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. I'm here to co-host up next with Brayden Harrington tonight. How's it going? Yes. Hello. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sad news for wrestling fans, right? Like Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, rest in peace, rest in power, Chico, man. Uh, that was all over uh, tonight's episode of NXT, but that's kind of uh, the big kind of sad news. I see you're rocking the NWO hat for those in the chat. Shout out the Twitch chat here tonight. Uh, yes, uh, Davey will be back. We'll be back tomorrow night with another BD Elite on Twitch and all that. But we record these shows on Twitch, and um, and then we put the audio up on our, our podcast feed. So wherever you're listening to us, hey, thanks. Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe or comment. But Mr. Uh, Sino, how's it going? It's going good, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, without the the tragedy that um, we've been going through the past couple of days, it's been pretty rough. Um yeah, I mean, we'll get into, you know, the whole Scott Hall thing, but he's he's one of the guys that, like, really, like, 
is like one of the, the pillars for like the start of like my wrestling fandom, like my real wrestling fandom. Um, he's like one of the, the four guys that I've always like followed his career and kind of like it kind of like molds my history as far as like my wrestling fandom goes. So yeah, it was uh, pretty tough, man. You know, with the whole like him, you know, being on life support and then just kind of like the inevitable happening and then it literally happened right like it didn't hit until like Raw started and they, they started with the graphic. We're like, oh, this is it. Like it just yeah you know, sucked. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really sad news. I I'm kind of in the same way. I know I got into wrestling a, a, a lot later, but when I when I did, it was still one of the first ones that you know, uh, like people in my family would would mention, like, oh, you don't know wrestling, you don't know Razor Ramon, like he was the you know the one. Like it's very what Scarface, the the video tribute that they played the WWE aired with the the whole clips of those vignettes. Those ones are iconic. Yeah. The the all the all the ones where he's he's you know just dripping. Looking so swagged out and just being a, a, a dick, a bad guy. I love those ones. But yeah, those were like how I definitely started getting like the character alone, right? Like everyone yeah. knew who he is. And of course, NWO, just so, so huge. But yeah. yeah. I mean, the, fir- the first wrestling show I ever went to was WrestleMania 10. So the first Crazy. belt I had to get was this title. And the main reason why I got this title is for guys like Razor and Sean and Brett. And, you know, so it's like, yeah, and then the whole NWO thing, I never really watched WCW until Scott Hall came over there. And then once he was there, I'm like, I need to watch this every night. And then my mom was a huge NWO fan, more Kevin Nash, if anything. Um, but we, like, religiously would watch, like, Raw and WCW at the same time, like, on two different TVs. And whenever it was NWO time, I, I always let go of whatever was on Raw and went over there and, uh, yeah, just followed his whole career. Um I, I'm just happy he's in a better place now. Like, obviously, he's been through a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. It was great to see his last couple of years, like, go to the Hall of Fame twice and kind of clear himself up and just see him just at the PC working with the young guys and girls. And it was just great to see him, like, finally, like, I guess, like, become, like, the guy, the guy that we knew in a way. Um, so that was happy. I feel like at least he, like, ended his life on, on a high note. Yeah, it's like if we followed his his career and his and you, we knew a lot about his personal life. Uh, yeah, we, we were kind of happy. I mean, I think his Hall of Fame speech obviously is just iconic. It's something that almost transcends out of, of the world of wrestling. Like it's just become one of the biggest quotes like ever in wrestling. The you know uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Uh, it's it's awesome. So yeah, I mean that kind of felt like he got. He got his flowers. And then, yeah, you, what, technically a two-time Hall of Famer there. So, But, yeah, I mean, uh, you always see people at, at shows, at Mania Weekend, rocking the, the the famous Razor Ramon shirt. I mean, NWO shirts out of the question, obviously. It's just already the, the biggest. But, like, the Razor shirts or anything like that, like, it, you always see people. I think even uh, Drake in a music video rocks a Razor Ramon shirt. And I was bumping that Wale uh, bad guy freestyle track as well, but yeah, yeah I mean, and and West Side Gun, his he was Scott Hall, like and they had the whole Hall and Nash thing with the Griselda, and he was always Hall. Right. So Hall you know, I think he has a Scott Hall tattoo, like he's really like hardcore wow. Scott Hall fan. So yeah, obviously transcended to hip hop. Um, Razor Scott Hall was always one of those people that kind of like shine outside. My when I first like got like like my own computer as like a teenager, I got my first mouse pad, and it was the NWO. I got it at like a vintage store. It was Scott. Nash and Hogan, like the, the, the famous picture of them. I don't know why I always had, I don't know if I still have that, but yeah. So every time I use my computer, I'd look at Scott Hall. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, man. I mean, he was, he was, uh, an interesting cat. He was the, the bad guy that made it cool. So, uh, damn, pour one out legit. Honestly, RIP to, to a legend. Definitely the bad guy. Just so iconic. I say, I say, Hey, yo, to every time I text 
like my friends. Like I, I not even wrestling friends, just hey yo. That's become like such a thing. I mean, the too sweet in wrestling was our was our seek out wrestling fans kind of pose or or hand gesture or whatever catch handshake if you will. But yeah. hey yo is a is a big thing as well. But yeah, damn. Um, so they they definitely uh, talk about that and play the the video there. But of course we had to talk about uh, uh, Scott Hall and and stuff. So just uh, damn. I know a lot of other wrestlers put out the the statements and everything, but definitely, uh, definitely sad. Uh, we need to talk about stuff that's that's happy. We need to honor him, as many people did. I mean, some we see a lot of references to Scott Hall on this show from NXT tonight, but you see the the one from Tanahashi. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did Scott, Scott Hall put over Tanahashi when he was a young boy. There's a match over there in, J- in New Japan where Tanahashi rolls up Hall for for the for the win. So. And yeah. then you get the whole NWO Japan over there with like, I just found out today that Kojima was part of NWO Japan. Like I knew about Tenzan and Chono, obviously, but I had no idea Kojima was down with them. Um, so yeah, the obviously connection there with, with New Japan. Um, Scott Hall would always like kind of go back and forth there. Um, shout out to him coming out to the Fuji's in New Japan as well as yeah. uh, ECW. He would come out to, um, Ready or Not by Fuji. So that was always a cool moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously his work transcended and, and it shows everywhere. You have the Bullet Club, you have guys like Damian Priest, you got, uh, Ethan Page doing the Eagle's Edge. Like, wherever you look, you're going to see somebody that took something from Scott Hall, whether it's his moves or just the things he says, like, very influential um, to a lot of people, obviously. And the ring gear, I think for the past five years, there's always somebody coming out with some sort of, like, I think FTR had a Scott, you know, had a Scott Hall type gear. I the drip. Know, um, the drip. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The actual, yeah. not meaning, like, the like actually, he always had the, the red drips. I mean, Britt Baker. Yeah. Uh, LA Knight, Indy Hartwell, like, yeah, it's, it's obviously, like, his gear and everything about him has just been influential in everything on wrestling the, in the last couple of years. Need that uh, actual razor on a chain. Like you know what's funny? I, I, I definitely had that. I, I definitely, I don't know how my parents <laughs> bought that for me or knew what, what it was, but yeah. I definitely had it. It wasn't, like, actual razor. It was, like, a plastic, but it, it was supposed to be, like, the, his symbol, and I, I wish I still had it to this day. Um, People would be... People would think you're hard, bro. They'd be like, yo, this guy's walking around with a razor? What's wrong with this guy? He's emo or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the wrestling he, he fans knew. The, yeah, of course. The Tony Montana connection just from that yeah. one, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, the razor character is very similar to the, the, clearly they watched Scarface and went, oh, yo, that's a good idea. But, well, that yeah. was, that was the idea. I think that he pitched it yeah. to, to Vince or whoever, and I guess they might not even have known what Scarface was or whatever the story is, but yeah, he, he ran with it, so. And then the music too. His music was was fire, but yeah, all his like gestures and everything. Like he's got a lot of things in wrestling. Like like he's got. I love the little finger thing you would do. Like all the poses. Yeah, the finger, the poses. You know, him going under the ladder, like just a little yeah. strut that we saw Champa do tonight. Like everything. All his moves are just amazing. Yeah, uh, well, I'm trying to think of some other stuff that that uh, kind of happened or or that pour is one out going for, for pour one out for Pete Dunn's name. Oh man, that is <laughs> hilarious! They really butchered it, eh? I mean, the dude's name is Butch. They put a yeah. hat on him, slap a hat on him, and call him Butch. Pete Dunn. Holy! I mean, at this point, I don't even like. It doesn't even phase me anymore. It's a, it's a WWE thing. They've been doing it forever. They did it to Razor when he was Scott Hall. They did it to Kevin Nash, naming him Diesel. They just whatever. These is they're new characters wow. in, in, in a new film. Is how I see it. Um, as long as he still wrestles, you know, and still gets to do his thing. I mean, it's not looking good with his new Peaky Blinders, whatever outfit that he's wearing. Um, but yeah, then the whole Big E thing was 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 very um, upsetting. So hopefully he can recover from that fully. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. Yeah, that is very bad. I mean, and that's that's what. So Butch, aka Pete Dunn, comes Pete Dunn. in, 
And then in the same kind of segment and match or whatever, that's when Biggie got injured as well. So yeah, Rich uh, Holland did like a a, a suplex yeah. and kind of landed right on his head. But um, yeah, I hope Biggie broken uh, neck. But but that's geez. you know. Yeah, bad, that was the best case scenario. Was that was that broken wow. neck by by the, by the looks of it? So that's insane. That's best case scenario. That sounds. I'm just ridiculous. saying, like it, yeah, it could have yeah. been so much worse by like what I've read. You know, it could have been very much worse. So yeah, you know, yeah. But he's, Butch, in, he's in high spirits coming out of it so at least. Yeah, I mean, Biggie. I hope he. I hope eventually he can come back and and stuff. But damn, that's unfortunate. But as soon as he posted that photo of him, like being like, "Hey guys, I'm okay." Like everyone was like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, damn, everyone's kind of pulling for him. So, pulling for Big E. But, yeah, Butch. Butch is just funny. It's so, yeah, like you said, it's not even, it's so bad. It's like, all right, I'm to, it's not even funny anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm, fuck, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like so over the name, like, thing. It's yeah. like, whatever. Like, I, I mean, people are so surprised about it. Like, WWE's been doing this since the beginning. Like, they've named every, they renamed everybody pretty much from the beginning. So, it's like, at this point, why are you surprised? Like, this is just what they do. They're always going to do this. And just, just that's it is what it is at this point. So you're, you know? sa- you're saying one day we're gonna get a fake Butch and <laughs> like fake Razor, but fake Butch. We the might char- never the character <laughs> I mean, of he, Butch. He's already the fake Butch. The real Butch is from New Zealand. The, the Bushwhacker, Bushwhacker Butch. So he's butch. already got a fake Butch. Wow, he's a fake Butch. Yeah, that's uh, that's so fucked. I just thought it was it was really weird. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff because because I know people should listen to Shot in the Dark, which is free on this very podcast feed where you run down uh, all the other wrestling. Uh, I know this is usually your Tuesday nights is when you watch what? Dark? Is that yeah, what watch Dark is on on Tuesday nights. I know uh, tonight was a pretty big show. Like the Young Bucks like appeared on Dark, which is like really rare. They like, never appear on Dark. Um, there was like a new referee that debuted tonight. A couple of things that happened on Dark that I have to check out. The NWA I usually cover on Tuesday nights. They're gonna have like their Crockett Cup, so they're hyping up like Matt Cardona versus Nick Aldis and all that. Plus the whole Crockett Cup tag team tournament. Um, I went to a House of Glory show this weekend. It was pretty cool. It, we're supposed to get the Briscoes versus the Lucha Brothers, but I had a feeling like it wasn't gonna happen. Like I saw him at the the doing the meet and greet Phoenix at it. But I'm just like, he's not clear to wrestle because he would have been at AW by now if he was. And then like at the very last second, and like in in pure like indie wrestling tradition, they're like, he can't be the match. But here's the Lucha cousin and this Aries who I've seen in like MLW whatever. So it was still a great match. Aries is an amazing wrestler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they actually they they changed titles because um, the Lucha Brothers were a tag team champions in House of Glory since before the pandemic, like 2019, and obviously everything happened. They haven't been able to defend it. And Ring of Honor, uh, the Briscoes are coming in as a Ring of Honor tag champs, and obviously that's interesting now with the whole AEW thing. So both titles are on the line. In the back of my head, I was thinking the Lucha Brothers can probably take the titles from Briscoes if they really wanted to and bring them over to ROH now. I mean, well, yeah, well, AEW, whatever you want to call it. But no, the Briscoes won, and they took the House of Glory titles, so they're double champions there. So, uh, yeah, it's, all this Ring of Honor stuff should be pretty interesting. I know Josh Woods is on Dark tonight. Uh, he cut a promo saying, you know, I'm here to defend my pure title to anybody in AEW. So they're definitely going to start some more uh, Ring of Honor intrigation. I just hope that they announce some more matches for this card that's coming up in a week, and there really hasn't been too much hype about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would I would still like to see the Briscoes versus FTR at that Ring of Honor uh, super card. I think that is the, the move. If Briscoes aren't going to AEW, like what some reports are saying, but I still want to see the match. So do it at Ring of Honor. Uh Fuck it. Yeah, just we're, do it. we're gonna see it. Yeah, we're gonna see it somewhere. Uh, yeah. Another another thing is uh, like the WrestleMania build because I felt like tonight's NXT was a was a pretty big build to WrestleMania. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be doing another watch party 
hangout in Toronto for any of those of you listeners who are interested. The second night, Sunday night, April 3rd, I'm going to be doing it at Sneaky D's in Toronto. It's going to be lit, so come through. Uh, but uh, follow the socials at Up Next Podcast for all the details, and I'll be posting uh, all the Eventbrite stuff in the near future. But just look for that coming in the near future. But are you excited? Are you in WrestleMania mode? John, I know you're a wrestling fan. Are you in that true – to be honest, are you in WrestleMania spirit? It's a few weeks I away. Mean, I mean, I, I kind of like – I kind of was a little upset because for the past month or so, I was like, Cody's going to come back in Jacksonville. Cody's going to come back in Jacksonville. And then I, I've been watching Raw live, which I haven't really done. Time. I've been watching it live for the past <laughs> couple of weeks. And, and yesterday, yeah. I was like convinced that he's going to come out. And like even the way they teased it like throughout the show, like they were dropping things like Nightmare, saying the word dashing, this and that. The whole Seth Rollins thing, I'm like, it makes perfect sense. But then like he didn't show up, obviously. But then I was talking to people about it after, and it kind of makes sense. Maybe because of the whole Scott Hall thing, maybe they didn't want to debut him or return him because they kind of obviously would have overshadowed all the news. And then Cody has a connection to Scott Hall. I mean, his dad, Dusty, was close to Scott Hall. His brother, Dustin, with Goldust, was close to Scott Hall. Maybe, you never know, maybe he was backstage and was like, you know what, guys, let's just push it back a week. I don't want to, like, take over the news cycle with Cody returns. That's, you know, you never, I feel like down the road we might find out some more stuff, but I'm, like, pretty convinced that Cody is coming. And next week in Chicago, I think has to be it. If not, you're just going to leave the surprise for for Mania at this point. But he, I, th- I feel like Cody's g- going to come in. Like they're like they literally left the show saying Seth Rollins' dreams have been dashed, and now he's going to experience a nightmare. It's like, come on, like they wouldn't be saying this much. I don't feel like unless they knew for a fact that Cody was coming in. So you're saying WWE is going to do with Cody Rhodes the same that AEW did with CM Punk. They're going to do the little teases. They're going to mention it. Seth is going to have an opponent, and he comes out. I mean, and it's back in Chicago, right? So why not? They're going to do the, the next, what do you call it, the next dance? What was the first dance? The next yeah. dance? <laughs> um, I mean, it, it looks yeah. like Cody is coming in, and like, damn, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I want them to to have a, a great match. It's going to be funny. AEW guy is going to go over a WWE guy at WrestleMania. Is that what's got to happen? Or does Seth beat him because, you know? I think Cody has to win. I, mean, I think Cody he, has to win. Yeah. If he loses that mania, it's just yeah. like it's dead, dead on arrival at that point. It's like, really? Like, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some other matches that are pretty, pretty interesting. And um, I've, have you tried uh, calling Sami Zayn yet? I haven't. But I've been seeing, like, him on Instagram, like, being repeatedly called over and over again. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville um, giving his number out. Yeah, I, I'm like losing track. I feel like there's more celebrities this year than there's wrestlers. You have what? You have Jake or Logan Paul. I still can't remember which one it is. Yeah, uh, I don't Johnny know. J- Johnny Knoxville. You have uh, who else is there? Is there another celebrity that's wrestling? Fuck, or somebody else uh, involved? Uh, Pat Pat McAfee. I guess you can kind of consider that a celebrity involvement. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. True. Damn. Yeah. It just it's. I mean, WrestleMania has always been about like celebrity involvement, but I feel like this year they're really taking it like to the next level. Like I would expect this maybe next year when they're in Los Angeles to kind of have some more Hollywood type people. But you know, at least Pat McAfee. You know, I'm interested in that match with him in theory. Like I feel like that could be a really good match. You know, obviously Pat McAfee. We've seen him. You know, do pretty well in NXT. So who knows what could happen there? Um, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, whatever. Uh, who knows? I mean, he's obviously been doing some training, boxing training, so maybe that'll be okay. Johnny Knoxville, I'm like more scared, if anything, to watch that because of his like concussion history. I don't even want to see him in the ring. He's the one guy I'm just like, uh, I don't want to see Knoxville like do, take any bumps or anything. Um, he's so, got to do a yeah. destroyer. He's not going to be no Bad Bunny. So I wish Bad Bunny was on this year. Like, yeah, honestly. I do too. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, Bad that's Bunny. What it's missing. 
It's lacking Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny was just here uh, in Toronto. I was trying to get last minute tickets, but they are pretty expensive. They're a hot commodity for Bad Bunny in the six, apparently. So yeah, I'm uh, a little upset that Bad Bunny wasn't announced as one of the DLCs in 2K. Like they released all the characters that are coming out. Yeah, he's not one of them. What the hell? Sorry, but they got yeah. but they got Jake Paul or whatever, right? Isn't he in it or Jake Paul? Whatever. No, they got MGK. Is MGK? I could have sworn Machine one of the Gun Pauls. Kelly. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. Yeah, but Bad Bunny well, should have been easy DLC. Logan Paul, well, so yeah. yeah. Maybe he is DLC. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like having, uh, what is it? MGK in the game is so people can finally beat him up. But yeah, not having Bad Bunny, that's a, that's a mistake. That's wrong. That's, that's a no-no. Uh, isn't Jake Paul's the brother? And Jake Paul has just recently tweeted, like earlier today or yesterday, that he's offering Kanye West 30 mil and Pete Davidson 30 mil to fight in a six-round boxing match on pay-per-view. You know damn well Vince McMahon would, would, would throw some money <laughs> to make that match happen at WrestleMania. Kanye it, at WrestleMania against Pete that's Davidson? That's fucked. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, like, even, they even, br- Wade Barrett brings up Pete Davidson, Kanye, uh, on the show here tonight. But damn. Yeah. I've been, wow. I've been, that's all I've been hearing about. Like, at, at my job, it's, I have a lot of, like, young people that work there. So all they talk about is Kanye and Pete. So that's how I'm, like, keeping up with all this, like, drama is between, is, is, is by them. Like, explaining what's going on with the, yeah, it's, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I just I, I was just watching Genius, the the documentary. I, I watched part two, which I thought was pretty good. Yo, before we go to NXT, I know me and you have been watching the new Bel Air reboot. Yes. Prince of the Fresh Prince reboot. Don't call it a comedy because it's it's like One Tree Hill, but uh, <laughs> black. I guess is the best way to just like it's like it's it's lit. Uh, uh, I can't tell if I hate it or I love it. It's kind of like NXT 2.0, you know. Uh, yeah, but, I'm glad yeah. you finally started it. I mean, I, I'm kind of fell off. Episodes. I don't. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen the last like two episodes or so. But from what I saw so far, um, I, Jeffrey's a gangster. I can tell you that much. He's just like, yeah, he's Jeff, not even a butler yeah. anymore. He's just like putting hits out or whatever. And then yeah. Carl Carlton's just like, I don't want to spoil it, but he's just like, holy crap, this is Carlton. Like, yeah, he's- Carlton, <laughs> Carlton, Carlton does drugs. He's the spoiled, you know. God, yeah, it's an interesting. It's like, whoa! I grew up watching this sitcom, and now it's turned. All these situations are kind of the same, but now they're just not funny because we live in this uh, society now that things that were funny maybe in the nineties maybe they aren't so funny and uh, anymore. Yeah, no, so but, it, it, imagine now that when they're taking the funny parts and making them serious, imagine the actual yeah. serious parts, <laughs> like when Carlton gets a gun later on. Like, how are they going to treat those episodes? Like, <laughs> holy crap! Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I, it, it makes me wonder: could they do this to other shows or other movies and like totally flip the like genre of what it was? Because like this is taking something that was a, a completely like a sitcom had a laugh track and everything, like a live audience, and now it's a like yeah, like a, a soap opera almost, like a One Tree Hill or The Hills or whatever kind of you know thing. But yeah, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, what are they think... gonna take? What, what are they gonna take next? Like everybody loves Raymond and just have like his brothers <laughs> out to like freaking kill him. Like yeah, his brothers actually <laughs> psycho. His parents are actually insane, and yeah, that would be that would be interesting. His, yeah, I, I don't know how you do certain episodes of. No, I'm trying to like yeah, take old sitcoms. I know people have like made the joke of like Family Matters having like a serious Urkel. Like I think SNL did like a parody skit on that. So that'd be that'd be pretty interesting. Um. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to think what else they could do, like, and make it into a serious thing. Um, yeah. how, what What about Alf? Oh God! 
turn it into a drama. Yeah, yeah like drama M- Mork and Mi- yeah, Mork and Mindy. Yeah, turn it into like a serious, like oh my god, there's an alien here now. With I, us. you know, yeah. honestly, you know, like honestly, okay. see being turned into like a drama, like a Three's Company. Like take that that like idea and make Ooh. it into, like, more of like a teenage version of Three's Company, but with drama and like you know, I can yeah, see that I would, happening. I would be down. I would be. Da- I mean, whenever I watch, uh, I'm trying to think of those other sitcoms, but uh, what's the sitcom where like the fuck. I watch a lot of my work, like the, I work for my shoot job. I work at a TV station. We were a lot, of, we air a lot of retro programming. So like, if you take like, who's the boss and turn that into a, a drama, I'll watch it every week. And you know, uh, he's been trying to get a new one. What's his name? Fuck. Um, Tony Danza? Yeah. He's been trying to reboot it with everyone involved who's still alive. But yeah, there you go. It's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Who's the boss? Uh, what about the Batman? You saw the Batman? I did see it. I feel like it's been so long now since I've seen it, but yeah, it's 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 been good actually. Um, I rewatched Spider Man. I was talking about superheroes, but Spider Man is finally out now as um part of like digital. So I've been watching like the bonus features. So that's pretty cool. Like all the behind the scenes, and it's it kind of reminds me of the old like um WWE like twenty four specials, like when they're trying to hide like WrestleMania surprises, but they're talking about it with the. I don't know, if anybody hasn't seen Spider Man at this point, I'm sorry, but like yeah. they're trying to they're trying to hide like Toby and and Andrew, like. Like, put them under, like, cloaks and stuff. Like, the same way they would have had, like, you know, like, a, I don't know, Hardy right. Boys debuting at WrestleMania or whatever. So, that's been pretty cool to see that. But, yeah, the Batman was good. Um, I, I definitely want to see it again. I feel like it's one of those movies that I, I need to kind of, like, watch again at home and kind of, like, understand a little bit more about it. But, um, I, I don't know if I said this before, but, like, it literally gave me, like, fear watching it. Like, just seeing, like, the the bad guys or the criminals, like, just awaiting Batman, watching him in the shadows, and finally him coming out. I kind of felt like a horror film in ways. Like I never actually got like fear in me by watching a Batman movie until this one. Like Dark Dark Knight was dark, but this was like darker. This like took it like a whole different Darkness. way. I feel like yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it too. I, I haven't heard anybody really get, say that they haven't really liked it. Uh, it did give me different horror vibes that long Halloween kind of tie-in but yeah oh yeah I'm definitely kinda, kinda, halloween yeah yeah i'm kind of hearing the same thing like everyone kind of feels that way it's like uh, an older like you wouldn't be able to take your kids to that movie i don't think no like it's funny like i took i took my son and i could tell he didn't really enjoy it like Ooh. he enjoyed he enjoyed parts of it but you could tell it wasn't the, the one thing he kept telling me was like oh it's not like fun like a marvel movie which is true it's not supposed to be fun <laughs> but he the still, riddler's still, murdering people <laughs> duct taping their faces but he and... but he um i mean the the high points is he loved like the batmobile i thought that was the coolest car in the world like, as soon as the movie was over he's like hey, you need to get that lego batmobile and now I, I have it over here we need to build it so the actual batmobile he loved he loved the fighting scenes um the, the Batman trying to fly that was a that got a chuckle out of him most of the yeah, crowd I think true. laughed at that um, but yeah I'm really looking forward to like a sequel I mean I kind of hope like they already fixed the Riddler I really want him to fix Mr. Freeze if you ever watched like the animated series the, the I forgot what it was called like the one that's based on Mr. Freeze I think I actually won an Emmy award um, like Sub Zero about no not Sub Zero it was actually the 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 two part episode not a movie but the actual episodes okay. I forgot what it was called, like something by heart, cold by heart or something. Um, right. But they need to take the Mr. Freeze character and give him a, a serious, a serious uh, arc in the next movie, I feel like. Um, but yeah, this was supposed Cast- to make it a penguin, a penguin spinoff like, show, an Arkham show. Like They're really going to take yeah. this to the next level. Batman's no, their I- only hope because everything else got pushed back <laughs> the next year from DC. Yeah, Batman's the only hope to – I hope it ties in with the Joker universe and, and, and all that stuff. And I think they have plans eventually to to do that. But yeah, Mr. Freeze kind of redone and done properly. And you know they'll still give him some, some puns because you just have to. Like you can't not 
do it. Not one single one. No, you have to. Uh, and you know what? I, I watched something else. I finished uh, Pam and Tommy, which was definitely my guilty pleasure uh, week by week from uh, Hulu or Disney or whatever. Oh, is that, that is that show finally done? Like it, it just finished, yeah. And it's so, a mini series. Like obviously, they're not going to make a second season. I don't think there's any much much more story to tell. I don't, now I need to go watch it now that it's done. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely my guilty pleasure. I started just for fun and then ended up watching an episode of Joe versus Carol, which kind of gives me the same <laughs> vibes as Pam and Tommy. What's with all the shows based on real people? But yeah, uh, but th- those Pam and Tommy was like definitely my guilty pleasure. I enjoyed uh, just because I grew up fans of both those stars. Uh, but um, the best thing I watched this week, I think, was Turning Red. The, the Pixar? Yes, let's talk about it. Okay, your first person I think to, to talk to actually saw it. What did you think? I mean, obviously the Toronto connection. You must have loved yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They So they base it in Toronto in like 2002. And first they call the Rogers Center the actual proper name, the Sky Dome, because that's what it was back then. But yeah, it was it was good. I mean, Pixar, they have they don't miss, I guess, except for Cars 3. But Pixar don't miss, right? Or is it Cars Pixar- 2? Pixar? Pixar was able to take a very mature, not, I guess, like, topic, like, if you think about it, and kind of yeah. turn it into a metaphor in a way. Like, if you really think about it, you know, it's kind of, like, risque what they, what the actual, like, story is, like, what they're basing this transformation on. Think about it. A young girl going through change, puberty, they pretty much yeah. took that, but kind of changed into her turning into a, uh, a giant red panda. But, um, yeah, the movie was fun. A lot, a lot of, like, throwbacks, obviously, in 2002 with the whole, like, boy band. Like, you could tell it was, like, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet Boy right. type of uh, Four Town. Uh, tribute. Four Town, right? It was hilarious. Um, so, yeah, actually, I enjoyed that movie a lot. And, and I actually watched, there was a, if you go to Disney Plus, there's, like, a making of of it. I think you probably enjoy it because they kind of sh- show around a lot of parts of Toronto that they kind of were influenced by it. But the, the girl, the woman that directed it, I think, was, like, born and raised in Toronto, if I'm not mistaken, or at least raised right. in Toronto. Um, so she definitely has, like, that connection. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great movie. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I loved it. Um, I I love all those Disney animated movies, actually. They always are pretty funny. They got the message. I don't have kids, but I know kids fucking love these movies. And, like, yeah, they, they all have uh, kind of the comedy that hits always. But, yeah, the Toronto ca- connection for sure. I could see the BDE Tower. I could see us in the thing. That's 2002. Awesome. Yeah, you it was made your cool. Disney Pixar debut. Yeah, just in a small little window somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> uh, highly recommended. That was awesome, and it was on Disney Plus, so I didn't have to go like to the theater or anything. I just exactly already had it. So, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of stuff uh, this week. I know, sir, you're going to be watching some stuff for next week. We'll get to NXT, but here's some plugs because next week we're doing a best match ever 205 live. And because, well, John, you watched so much 205 for Shot in the Dark that we're going to have you on. You've curated a list for us that will be up on the Patreon uh, later this week. And then uh, we'll watch all these matches, review, rate, and discuss all the best of 205 live. Uh, I know that me and Davey recorded another Was Next, another retro NXT review. This time we're in 2013 with the August 7th edition featuring Bo Dallas versus Leo Kruger for the NXT title, a dance battle number one contenders match for the NXT women's title. Yeah, I bet you didn't think that happened. Plus the Shield and uh, a bunch more. And then we also are celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a very Irish review of the Leprechaun 2. Yeah, we, uh, we, we talked about it last year, the three of us talking all about Leprechaun, everyone's favorite Irish 
horror movie. So yeah, me and Dave are going to be tackling part two, which, oh boy, just looking up the re- the reviews and ratings and just genuinely trying to find this movie uh, is, is, is hard, here in Canada at least. But yeah, wow, Leprechaun 2. Uh, I'm excited. So happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, luckily, I, I think when they remade like the Leprechaun Return, whatever the last one was, there was like a sale at Best Buy. And I had like the entire collection for like 15 bucks. I just picked it up then and there. So I have the whole whole Leprechaun collection. Uh, unfortunately, wow. I guess you can say I have it here. I can't see I've, I've, I was going to say, unfortunately. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, those are out, all these podcasts are out on the Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. And it's only five bucks for North American tier. You get access to all the shows that we have out this month and everything in the back catalog there. So all the movie reviews, pay-per-reviews, everything uh, back there. So yeah, go check us out. Patreon.com. We are content creators and uh, we're proudly supported by Patreon. I guess now, John, we can talk about some NXT. You know, when you asked me to cover NXT, I, I'm pretty sure I, I was going to watch NXT, but I tuned into Monday Night Raw. So not sure what happened. Uh, yeah, I felt like I tuned into <laughs> Monday Night Raw and I'm like, wait a second. Did I? T- I know it was we, we, we lost an hour this this week, but we, did we am I on the right day? What's going on? Do not adjust your sets. It's NXT, but it's Miz TV. NXT, Miz NXT TV. Is that what the show title should be? I don't know. Sure. (laughs) Miss TV (laughs) 2.0. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, We start off NXT from Tuesday, March 15th with a, uh, well, obviously the graphic for Razor, RIP, the bad guy. But we get the Miz and he's here. Yes. Miz TV on NXT. Uh, We haven't, is this his NXT debut? It's not, is it? Well, he was part of the original, like, game show version because he was Daniel Bryan's uh, pro back then. So he was definitely on those episodes, but I don't think he has appeared since they moved to Full Sail. I could be wrong about that. Maybe, like, in a dark match, but I don't think he's actually been on TV since, like, the game show era of NXT. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody in the chat room. Um, But I feel like this is the first time we've definitely seen him, like, on this version of NXT, at least. Well, never forget that Miz was Daniel Bryan's NXT mentor. Because, yeah, yeah. Miz is out here. He hypes up his match with Logan Paul for WrestleMania against the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic. And he's hyping up his friend Dolph Ziggler, who is the new NXT champion. And he brings him out here tonight. And I'm here to show the world. Out comes the NXT champion, Dolph Ziggler. Have we had a week to digest that Dolph Ziggler is actually... NXT champion, it's not some like error on a on a thing you saw online that I'm sure a lot of people went, wait, what? Double take Dolph is the champion? I'll tell you, him coming out in these like white, almost white cheetah print, white leopard print pants made me go, You look like a champion. And oh, yeah. that's not that's sure. that's that's not sarcastic. He I just lo- I thought they were nice pants. But yeah, uh what do you think of Ziggler as as NXT champ? I mean, it's it's a little weird. Like, it would have made more sense. I feel like if if Champa held on to the belt and then Braun was trying to like win the title this whole time, and then Ziggler snuck in and got the title. You know what I mean? Like before Braun did. But it's kind of weird that like they took it off of Braun just for Braun to obviously get it back. I think at Stand and Deliver. But um, yeah. I mean, it gives Braun a, an experienced veteran to work with. I guess um, it might it might bring some more eyeballs to to this show. I was looking at some of the tickets sold and actually selling a lot more than I expected it to sell. Like on a 
12 o'clock on a Saturday before Mania. But um, I've been to these Manias, and, like, these fans go to everything. Like, it doesn't matter if the show's at 9 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock at night. Like, they will go at these shows. So it shouldn't surprise me that much. But, yeah, having Ziggler there, I guess it can only help. I doubt people are going to, like, be turned off by this. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, like, I... I I, I think I was kind of sour on it last last week. Maybe not sour on it. I'm just like, okay, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. But now that we kind of do know that for sure it is going to be Ziggler and Braun in the main match, but now Braun chasing, it's like, okay, you went around it a weird way, but uh, whatever. Ziggler gets a little, uh, little trophy there that he can always say he was NXT champ. Ziggler comes out with Rude. Rude tells people to get on your feet for the NXT champ. Dolph sits down, Rude sits down, they're chilling with Miz because it's Miz TV. And uh, I love how Dolph is like, hey Miz, welcome to you know my show since I'm the NXT champion. Hey Miz, look at us, we are NXT, huh? Which definitely <laughs> got a pop uh, out of me. I think that's a joke me and you actually always say to each other. We are NXT. Whenever we, we, NXT. Whenever we see uh, new talent in 2.0 that we're big fans of, we always go, we are NXT. We are. Remember that hashtag. <laughs> we are NXT. Uh, Dolph says, Braun's not going to make it here. And here's why. And then they show the security footage of like, I guess, earlier in the week where it's Braun going to the PC just looking for Dolph. Uh, this was pretty funny. It's like security. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on one second. I, I gotta, this, I gotta put some, some, some thought and logic into this. So now they have security footage when all those attacks happened for the past seven years, or whatever. With Hideo, Tommy, and the freaking Creed no, brothers got attacked last week. That's the parking week. lot. Well, come on, like you don't have security cameras, like where these people got attacked. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's a little, little weird that all of a sudden they have the security system wants to work. But, um, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It shows it shows him looking, and he's like looking forward, and then a bunch a bunch of the trainers and t- and like employees of the PCs eventually send Braun Breaker home. So he he's not going to be here, but he gets in his Dodge Charger and drives off. Uh, so damn, Braun is heated since he got robbed of his title. Uh, Miz goes, ah, oh, rookies, am I right? And then they all laugh. They're all laughing, basically, like how the Miz and and would always laughs on. Like, like almost like Dr. Evil in Austin Powers, but now with Rude and Ziggler. Dolph says, it took 15 years, but I did it. I'm a fighting champion. I love wrestling, and I love making a lot of money because we all know that we made a lot of money. And then they start talking about their house and their houses, and then they're interrupted by L.A. Knight who gets a pretty huge pop here for the small crowd of uh, yeah, I, the PC. I thought, it was, I thought it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. He got a huge, a huge pop when he yeah, came out. Yeah, Stone Cold LA Knight. He comes out and he says, let me talk to you. He says, Ziggler, when I said you could come any given Tuesday, make an appearance and fight me on NXT, I didn't expect you to come down and, well, look at you now as NXT champ. And if Braun can't challenge you, well, I'm not going to wait my turn and I'll challenge you right now. When Ziggler says, sorry, chump, I only fight superstars and you're not, you're not, you're good. Miz says, I agree, you're good, LA, but you're just not good enough yet. And, uh, well, LA Knight says, well, the people, you know what the people want. And then the crowd is again is really behind him that he like prompts them for his, his, for him to yell his name. Yeah. And then, uh, he says, don't, you know, don't keep talking about it, Ziggler. Show me. And Ziggler says, the world needs ditch diggers too, kid. So I'll show you. And agrees to the match. So the Miz announces it. 
main event tonight, LA Knight versus Ziggler for the NXT title. And that was Miz TV. Yeah, I mean, they sent a Miz there to do his job, which is to be an asshole and to get people to boo him, to get people behind the actual NXT people like Braun and LA Knight. And obviously Ziggler is doing his part as well. So, yeah, you know, no harm. I mean, whatever. I'd rather take this than an actual Miz match on NXT, which I wouldn't hold it past them to do one day. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it made sense with Ziggler there, obviously. Like, it's his boy, whatever. So it made sense to have Miz there. So why not? Why not? You know, if, if it just brings more viewers to NXT, you know, promoting the Miz, then, okay, sure. Doesn't Miz, didn't didn't offend me. Yeah, it, it it didn't it didn't, and I'm not a huge Miz fan, uh, but it didn't definitely it, it Miz actually got hyped. Miz was like, "Oh, you are a fighting Ziggler. You should fight." So he did kind of play the heel, but still baby faced it enough to set up help set up the match uh, later tonight. Uh, I think LA Knight is pretty ready for the main roster. I mean, he's he's got like the, the this crowd behind him, but it feels like people are are supporting him, and I definitely think his uh, promo is one of his high high points. He, he gets over with it. Uh, Cora Jade is backstage. She's being interviewed. She mentions Raquel Gonzalez is going to be out for a bunch of weeks due to injury, and that toxic attraction has hell to pay. And then she says, I should be looking for them, but I think they're going to be looking for me, and kind of reveals that she has all three of toxic attractions championship titles. Damn. So what is she going to do? Just laying around. Things? I guess she's, they just lay. You know, they just hang them around and, and backstage. Like that's, what, that's how they care. How much they care she, about their titles? I, she it's, she made it seem like she went and stole them from them somewhere. But mm. yeah, so this is what's going to set up some great segments later on. Yeah, <laughs> we go to our next match. Well, our first match of the evening, which is Cameron Grimes versus Santos Escobar. And, well, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams join the commentary booth, and they mention that he, he basically starts booking. I mean, they fired William Regal, so <laughs> we need a new GM here. So that's pretty much what Hayes is doing. He mentions that this match now, Grimes and Santos, is now uh, a, ma- a qualifying match for Stand and Deliver. The winner of this match is entered into the ladder match for the title. And there'll be other matches like Solo Sokoa versus Roderick Strong. And later tonight, A-Kid versus Kushida. And then, what, the winner of that goes on to face someone, too? And Grayson Waller. Yeah. Yeah, so the winner he, of that faces Grayson Waller, yeah. He's, like, setting up some some matches here for uh, Stand and Deliver and his title match. But I love how Hayes on commentary, also when he gets to the commentary table, he's like, hey, who here on commentary kept saying I wasn't the A-champ? And Vic and Wade start acting a little scared. And then Wade says, uh, that was Beth. And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh, was it? Oh, was it, Barrett? Okay, well, I'm afraid I got some bad news. You better watch what you say. It was pretty funny back and forth. Uh, so the match is Grimes and Santos. Uh, these two are going back and forth pretty quick early on when Santos keeps stopping Grimes, including uh, a drop kick in midair, and starts putting the boots to him and starts working the shoulder a little bit. Um, <laughs> Is is it Wade who's like, hey, Carmelo, do you think you could take me to your barbershop? And then <laughs> Carmelo says, yeah, you could be Wade with the fade. When Wade says, wow, I can't wait to put that on a T-shirt and sell it. Um, and then – Yeah, Wade, Wade, Wade <laughs> called it something else. And then Carmelo's like, no, 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 we don't call it that. We call it a fade. I forgot what he fade. called it, like some other term that he that he mentioned. Like, no, 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 we call that a fade here. Yeah. Was it a British term for hair? Yeah, I don't know what they yeah. call British haircuts. But. I have to ask Davey <laughs> what a British haircut. 
Um, so meanwhile, Santos is beating down on, on Grimes and kind of taunting when again, Hayes on commentary, he was kind of stealing the match for me here for, with his, with his lines, but he's like, ah, oh, I hate when wrestlers are cocky. Wrestlers need to be humble these days. And then, and then Trick kind of laughs at him like, ha ha. Santos is now on the outside and we get Legato del Fantasma distracting Grimes, which allows Santos to again tack Grimes, works the shoulder, works the arm during picture in picture. When we come back, he's doing arm breakers and kind of slamming the shoulder to the mat. Grimes eventually fires back, hits this tope con off the apron over Legato onto Santos, which was very impressive, and then gets him back in, hits a series of moves, including his crossbody off the top. Uh, but then again gets caught in midair into a, like a, a code breaker, a shoulder breaker. But he comes back with a collision course for a near fall. He sets up for to the moon, the cave-in, but in midair gets caught on the shoulders and it's turned into the phantom driver. And in an upset, I'd say, Santos Escobar beats Grimes and is going to stand and deliver. Yeah. Uh, first of all, shout out to Carmelo. He's wearing his sick little uh, Scott Hall style bad guy beanie or toque, as you guys call it in Canada. So that was yes. pretty cool that he was rocking that. Um, yeah, this is a little surprising. I guess we can talk about the promo that Grimes cut after where he's like kind of like on his what, down and out and he's kind of like giving up in a way, I feel like. So I don't know what's the story with him. Um, but yeah, San- having Santos in this match sounds great. I feel like they should do something with, with Razor Ramon. The fact that Shawn Michaels is down there, maybe call this like the Scott Hall, the Razor Ramon Memorial ladder match or something. Cause obviously that's something that Shawn and Razor were really connected with. Um, maybe they can do something with that or some sort of, you know, tribute for Scott Hall. But yeah, having Santos in this match is a great idea, obviously. Um, and, um, yeah, the match was great. The match was really good. I'm yeah, a little surprised by the, by the ending though. I was I was a little surprised that Grimes didn't win. I in fact I I would figure that both these guys would actually deserve the spot in the ladder match. So And they uh, might do yeah. that. I mean they haven't announced how many people are in this match, maybe five or yeah. six, but maybe they might do something where it's like, you know, the last chance spot or whatever where everybody that lost gets another shot or something and maybe Grimes kinda finds his way into this match somehow, some way. I, I do think the main roster could be calling for Grimes as well. I think uh, it's time to switch it up for him, uh, unless they unless they want to pull the trigger and make him like a bigger deal here in 2.0. But I don't think they have uh, plans for that. So yeah, I do think him on the the main roster would work. Just don't pair him with like Mad Cat Moss or whoever else, Happy Man or whatever. Just no, don't do that because it's like oh he's he's funny. So let's do like no no, no. let him let I, him wrestle. I I can picture it right now. You know how Brock Lesnar's been rocking all these hats. I can see like. Carmelo, uh, Carmelo, uh, Cameron Grimes making his debut like the night after Mania and trying to put his hat on Brock Lesnar and oh just getting God. hit with the F5. Yeah. Getting just murdered. that visual, just that visual of Brock wearing the hats. I've been having fun in 2K, just putting random hats on Brock. So why not put Cameron Grimes hat on him? Like, yo, like if it's, if it's, they want him to have, like Cameron Grimes wasn't his original name or his real name. So they already own that name. So there's not gonna, like, yeah. it's going to yep. be a main roster unless they just call him Grimes. Or Cameron, because you know they fucking do that these days. It's so I mean, stupid, they also but... they all they also owned Antonio Cesaro and uh, Alexander right. Rusev, so <laughs> can't yeah, hold it past them. So get ready for Grimes coming soon. Uh, or, Ca- or Cameron. Cameron, they already had a Cameron, and Naomi. <laughs> Not anymore. Not yeah. anymore. I'll put it with Naomi. Wow, Cameron, Cameron and Naomi. And Naomi. <laughs> that would be great. Dream team. Perfect. Mass challenge. Uh, yeah, I feel like they should bring him onto the main roster. Have him do his like stocks, GameStop stuff. Try to sell people some NFTs. Be a heel. I don't know. Be funny. 
but Santos wins in a in a cool spot. The the finish was great too, where he runs for the cave and gets caught into that like Samoan driver there. That's that was pretty sweet. Yep. Uh, so yeah, Legato celebrates. We get a video for Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. They talk about how they want to destroy Toxic Attraction. And they mention that the Dusty Classic is just the beginning. And they say they both don't really have friends, meaning Io and Kaylee Ray. But that's why we're friends. And we want the gold. And we're going to do anything to get it. So they're going to win this Dusty Classic. But yeah, they don't like you. They don't like each other. But they're friends too as well. Uh, yeah. Any thoughts? Are they winning this thing? Um, tournament. I I feel like it. I feel like I can't really see when it was defending Wendy and, and Dakota, right? I can't see them winning. So yeah, EO EO and Kaylee make sense, I guess. I mean, it's it's a it's it's, it's happening next week. They said, right? Is the finals, yeah. which I'm kind of surprised yeah. they're not saving it. So maybe they and maybe they get a title shot at a stand and deliver. I'm guessing just by the timing of everything. So I get that. That just seems like a match that makes more sense. EO and Kaylee Ray versus um versus Toxic Attraction. Which, I mean, sets up right here where we see Wendy Chu backstage with her partner, Dakota Kai. So Dakota is doing her evil twitching, you know, two-character split personality thing. And Wendy Chu is drinking some orange soda. I know this because she says, mmm, I love orange soda. So, uh, yeah, Dakota's like, great. do Do you know what that's a callback to? What is it a callback to? Keenan and Kel. Kel on a... Right, yes. Mm, I love orange soda. So I'm, I'm guessing that's what it was based on. But I, Yeah. I thought it was a nod that, hey, look, I'm stealing orange Cassidy's... Like- Ooh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about that. That's, that's very interesting. Orange soda, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love Keenan and Kel. Yeah, I, I did love Keenan and Kel. I if we see, if we see that. orange, if we see Orange Cassidy sleeping on Dynamite backstage, then obviously if they're having a little fun. Back, you know, they, they, I, I feel like they must know each other. Karen Q and Orange Cassidy must have worked an indie show in uh, Albany, New York, at some point. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Sleepy Wendy Chu is chilling when they they talk. They talk about how their game plan. They're going to beat EO and Kaylee Ray. When Toxic Attraction walk in and they say, "Have you seen our titles?" And then they kind of bash Wendy and Dakota and then Toxic say, okay, girls, let's split up and find these titles and just make sure if you find Cora Jade, make sure you leave some of of her for us to beat up and let's go. And then they call Wendy and Dakota dumb. And then Wendy says, Wendy says, Wendy ends it by saying, you know, I, I don't, I don't like those girls. They're hot, but they're weird. Yeah. D- dumb. Yeah, I've said that a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out Toxic Attraction. G- Gigi was giving me some real like Poison Ivy like feels. She had like the, the the green top and like the orange hair. It was kind of like Poison Ivy-ish. Yeah. Uh, so Wendy Chu loves orange soda and Toxic Attraction are splitting up, gang, to find the tag titles. That are missing. Wow, love this show. This felt Good like up, it was some. This was weird. It's like in a locker room. It feel, again, it feels like Degrassi or something. It's like what's going on? We go to our next match, which again on paper uh, kind of sounds like a pretty big deal here because Kushida is going to fight a kid. I'm kidding. Kushida is fighting a kid, but Kushida has different music. It's like he doesn't get his own music. It's just the Jacket Time music now. 
Yeah, they've been coming out like to this, like even yeah. their solo matches, they just merged their songs together, I guess. But we didn't get to hear A Kid's music, so if you want to hear his music, you got to watch uh, NXT UK. Yeah, <laughs> no entrance for him. Their, yeah, both guys get their entrances kind of cut in half here. But uh, yeah, Kushida and A Kid. So A Kid's from NXT UK. He won some trophy, what, this year, last year? Yeah, uh, it's the, the Heritage Cup. It's basically like their version of like the pure championship where they have to like fight like rounds it's pretty cool style actually it's probably one of my favorite type of matches to watch at nxt so they like to go through like five round matches and win by like you know pure rules and things like that so it's like, an actual cup that he's been holding i think noam dar is the champion of that now but that was like okay. his like his claim to fame was winning that initial tournament well so both guys are kind of on the the smaller side but they're both fast and both technical uh, and they car- they start going back and forth and doing like a lot of uh, evading and countering but am I crazy? Did Wade Barrett mention that A Kid was on Real Madrid? Yeah, yeah, that's, he, ridi- he, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he he mentioned like soccer players that he played with from Real Madrid, and listen, I had no idea honestly um, that he was even part because he's pretty young. I'm pretty sure A Kid's like really young, so I don't know when he was playing with them. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that that was news to me. But unless he totally like, made it up. I- <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know much about footy, but they mentioned the dude who headbutted the guy. So I know, like Zidane, Zidane, what's his name? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I was like, oh damn, okay. Uh, actually, both have really uh, similar styles because actually both are also trained in like you know technical wrestling or uh, some mixed martial arts, if you will, here because both are doing really fast counters and lots of submission attempts back and forth, which is pretty great. There's a series of chops again from both guys. Kushida does a flying armbar trying to get him into that, but A-Kid gets out. There's then Kushida applying the young boy stretch, the Boston Crab, to A-Kid, who's like, hey, welcome to NXT, uh, not UK. Uh, but A-Kid comes back. He hits a German on Kushida, which looked great, and then a northern light suplex as well for a near fall. Kushida tries to apply some – was it his uh, surfboard? or Not the surfboard, but the hoverboard. But eventually yeah. A-Kid – Jumps, grabs his wrist and jumps up the ropes with this crazy, like back flipping into the DDT. Mm-hmm. I remember always giving this to my creator wrestler in all the old video games. The crazy moonsault DDT, uh, what Rey Mysterio used to do, or Eddie yep. or someone. And A Kid gets the pin on Kushida. Just yeah, like it's that. Like it's, Upset. It's funny. I've actually been playing the showcase mode in uh in 2K and like the first match is Ray and uh Eddie from Halloween Havoc and you have to like literally do move by move and this is one of the moves you have to do was the same like uh springboard into the DDT whatever. So that was I don't know if that was a tribute or what, but that was pretty cool. And uh this is why A Kid needs an actual wrestling name because I tried to Google A Kid Real Madrid and it's a bunch of kids just wearing the Real Madrid jer- jerseys. <laughs> so I, I can't find any information <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Wade Barrett said it. I heard him say it, and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't Google it, but now Dickie in the chat's like, yo, I can't find any reference to this. Zero references. This kid, yeah. This kid playing in Real Madrid? So, yeah, I put, I, I, put a, I put a kid Real Madrid, and it's a bunch of just, like, kid, kid. soccer teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah. Wow. Shout out a kid for playing. I don't see it anywhere either, but uh, yeah. I'm going to believe Wade Barrett. If they said something that ridiculous, then like it must be like real. You wouldn't make that up, I don't think. I mean, but. on AEW Dark, Paul Paul White was saying that Luther from Chaos Project was a NASCAR driver, and he was like swearing by it, and uh, Tony Schiavone was like, there's no freaking hell that Luther is a NASCAR driver. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with these comments. I don't know who's giving them these notes, or if they're ribbing them or whatever. I don't know what's going on. 
No, he couldn't have been a NASCAR yeah, check, driver. Check it on. Check it out on, on uh, Elevation on Monday, the main event, a Chaos Project, and he Paul White kept saying, um, "Yeah, Luther is a NASCAR driver." Oh my god! Tune in to Shot in the Dark on Wednesday for the full recap of that. <laughs> Wait a second, was he actually? Because now I'm seeing it's F. He was an F1 driver. Who Luther? Yeah, or is it NASCAR? Maybe. That's weird. I, yeah, he said some sort of like formula race. Maybe it is Formula One, but um, damn. Yeah, maybe he was. <laughs> Luther, who would have known? Twitch, the Twitch chatter saying, shut up, Sino. No one's watching Dark Elevation. <laughs> I could just be making this stuff up every week. Yeah, you could be making these things up. No one would know. Uh, but yeah, sh- shocking kind of upset here where Kushida just getting jobbed out, dare I say, here on NXT. I'm sorry. Like, hey, this A-Kid is actually very impressive. I have watched some of his stuff in NXT UK. He is pretty sweet. But... You know, poor Kushida. The last time we saw him, he's getting jobbed out with his tag team. And then time goes by. And now we see him here. He's just wasting away. Like, what are you going to do with this guy? Put him on the main roster with Jiro? Like, I just I just watched um, New Japan the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Suzuki versus Takahashi. And they slapped the shit out of each other for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, like, Kushida, like, what are you doing here? I want to see some bangers while you still can do it. This... This ain't it. Uh, definitely, they've definitely wasted uh, a talent here in Kushida. But this match was very short. It was a lot shorter than I would have liked it. I actually kind of think if you gave these two, A-Kid and Kushida, like 20 minutes, they would ha- have had a match that a lot of wrestling fans would be talking about. But, yeah, I did like the finish with the DDT. But I think this could have been a, a bigger spectacle than just a, what, like five-minute match, even if, if even if that, not even. Yeah, I mean, I'm, if a kid gets past Grayson Waller and putting him in that ladder match would be crazy. Just the fact that you would have him, Santos, uh, Carmelo, and possibly like who else? Roderick Strong could possibly be in that match as well. That would be a crazy ladder match with just those four alone. Uh, and real quick, speaking of Suzuki, what do you think about him facing off in Dallas against former NXT champion Killer Cross? That match is official as of tonight. Yeah, crazy. So New Japan is having Killer Cross carrying Cross, but doesn't mean he's like. In no, just Japan, for real, no, no, no. Right? They, yeah, they usually they use people like one time, things like that. But yeah, him. I know Suzuki's doing nice another, another run over here in the states. A couple pretty yeah. good matches. I know, Suzuki's fighting Effie, I think, is one of the matches. Uh, so yeah, right. Suzuki and uh, and Killer Cross is another one. Yeah, Suzuki's gonna kill him. Probably. Sure, you kill Cross. Teach him. Yeah, teach him the way. Maybe Suzuki will uh, control his narrative. You want to yeah. see? You want to see Suzuki versus Braun? No. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to see Suzuki slap kill, Killer Cross so much that it controls his narrative hey, and realizes. You know, they have that, what was that thing called? The, the, riot, the riot room or whatever? Where the you pay $100? Room? The ram room? How about you put Suzuki in, in Austin Aries in that room for 10 minutes? No, I don't want to watch, <laughs> I don't want to watch anything with Austin Aries. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, good point. <laughs> we go backstage, back to NXT here. We go backstage. Santos is with Legato and Electra, and he's celebrating. And Santos says, of course I won my match. Of course I'm going to stand and deliver because now is my time. I am the greatest luchador of all time. I'm the greatest luchador that anyone's ever seen. And it is my time. And I will become North American champion. When Rey Mysterio and Dominic... Walk into the frame, walk into the room, and Dominic says, greatest luchador of all time? Well, he's right here, pointing to his dad. 
And, well, then they start to kind of get in a little argument here when Dominic says, uh, I didn't come here tonight to talk, so if you want to talk, why don't you step up and fight me tonight? So Santos and Legato, they say, well, you've made a big mistake, Dominic. But, yeah, uh, Rey Mysterio is in NXT right now. What's going on? First, The Miz. We've got Ziggler, I mean, all these people are showing up. Yeah, um, Ray, Ray Mysterio must have been like, hey, Dominic, I don't know if you know, there's a place that they develop wrestlers that you should have probably went to first. Uh, let's go. So let's go ooh. visit. Yeah, Ray Mysterio's <laughs> like, hey, Dom, uh, I'm finally dr- – you have a match, WrestleMania, it's big. You need to, you need to come down here for a little while and uh, get ready. <laughs> I, I, I'm picturing I'm picturing Dominic right now backstage like getting his bags and he's hey D- Dad where are you and like, his dad left he's like no you're, you're staying there <laughs> son you're staying is for your own good <laughs> I, I'll pick you up in a couple months <laughs> wow takes yeah it's like leaving him sorry I'm I'm just going I'm actually, for a pack of smokes <laughs> I, I'm okay with this idea why not people have been saying you know Dominic should go to NXT for a little bit why not it's not gonna hurt him have him go down there have him develop a character have him grow out his mullet you know and maybe he'll come back and and feud with his dad. When it's all yeah. done. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, we'll get to Dominic because now, yeah, he says he's going to fight. So I don't watch him a whole lot. I did watch him on a pay-per-view, what, SummerSlam or something? He wrestled on a pay-per-view I watched. Mm-hmm. I didn't think uh, it, he was he was that great. But uh, on the bright side, if he hangs – if Dominic hangs out here in NXT, that means he, there's potential he winds up at the barbershop and he can get the mullet removed. Yeah, so. but there's also a chance that – all those ladies backstage, you know, I don't know. Dominic, he, Dominic might, you know. Dominic, Dominic might have some own illegitimate children like yeah, uh, his saying, father's, you know. You know? Maybe that's yeah. another reason why Ray dropped them all. Maybe Ray's like, hey, listen, you got to move out of the house. You go down there, you be one of these girls. I heard that, you know, these girls, they like wrestlers. Wow. So <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Wow. Can't wait for his match later. So he's going to take on a member of Legato later yes. tonight. Uh, we get the, the, what, the, the, the recap of the, the biggest feud in wrestling, which is Saray versus Tiffany Stratton. Hey, and I can actually name that, that blonde girl that pointed at the necklace and was like, oh my God, I've never seen this before. That's, uh, Brooklyn Barlow, cause she debuted on Level Up this past week, so I actually know who that is now. Wow. So, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, you're not going to get anyone to watch NXT level up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, here's my here's my pitch for level up. It's NXT 2.0, but just no backstage segments, just three matches. That's all. Just it is. wrestling. Okay. <laughs> just wrestling. It's like Rampage. Is it a <laughs> half much, hour yeah. show? Uh, yeah, usually thirty to okay. forty minutes. Yeah. Well, uh, we go to the real main event of the evening, which is, yes, Saray versus Tiffany Stratton. So Stratton was was jealous that all the the girls backstage were in love with Saray's uh, pendant or her jewel, her heirloom, her family thing, and attacked her and says, no one says no to me. Very Green Goblin-esque of Tiffany Stratton. (laughs) Uh, And they're going to have a fight here tonight. And we see Saray. She's backstage in her kind of, what, her normal attire with the glasses. And she's holding her amulet, her pendant. And she's going to walk through the tunnel. But before she does... She is attacked backstage by Tiffany, who beats her up. They fight through the tunnel into the ring, and eventually Saray is like, okay, I guess I can fight. And then the match technically starts, but Tiffany puts the boots to her, hits the handspring splash in the corner, and then the corkscrew Vader bomb. Tiffany Stratton wins just like that. Uncut gems. 
Yeah. Um, first of all, I knew something was up because they've been using the same exact entrance video whenever Saray goes through the portal. And it was different. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They, why would they film it again? And then that's why, because it was an attack thing. But I have to admit, Tiffany Stratton uh, is one of the smartest wrestlers. Tiffany Stratton could have stopped The Undertaker's winning streak by stealing the urn before the match. Like, she knows, like, the power of these wrestlers. Like, she's actually pretty smart. She's um, like, huh, yeah. every time she walks through the tunnel, she gets the power. So maybe I won't let her do that and see yeah. if I can beat her. Wow. So she's kayfabe-wise... One of the smartest wrestlers so far we've seen. She's she's pretty smart, but yeah, obviously I think we're gonna get this rematch. Maybe I stand and deliver, um, where she actually like you know transforms and gets her win back. But I think you know I mean she didn't look that good, Tiffany. But I think she looked good coming out of it. The fact that she was able to just squash Saray and get this uh, dominant win, I guess you can say. I mean, yeah, you got to run it back. This was I was expecting a banger. I think there is there is one out, out of these two, but it's like the the demon, right? Like if Saray is, has her powers, she she's unbeatable. But here she just she's just the schoolgirl Saray who gets beat up. I don't know. Hey, you but have yeah. your mix max challenge. We have we have Cameron and Naomi. They can go against Saray and Finn Balor, and they can both just transform through the portal together. This is true, but yeah, Tiffany Stratton with the W here tonight for daddy. I love Tiffany Stratton's terrible music. It's so terrible, but so good. <laughs> we go to Gunther backstage. That's right. Gunther. He's with LA Knight. They're arguing here and he's, he's kind of mad that LA Knight's the one who got the, the, the challenge. And LA says, what? You don't have the balls. Gunther says, you, you're, you're, you're dis, dishonoring the, the sport. You use your mouth instead of your body. And uh, I don't like this. And, LA Knight's, uh, you don't have the balls like I have, and says, you don't have the charisma like I have, so we will, we'll see. If I, it, it's basically like, hey, if I win tonight, you know, I'll give you a shot kind of, kind of deal, which sounds kind of interesting as well. LA Knight and Gunther, uh, when we see Champa is getting ready to come to the ring for a promo, but uh, a nice little exchange between Gunther and LA Knight. Yeah, I mean, the way they set it up, I was, like, thinking, okay, are they going to put the title on Knight? And then he drops it to Gunther, because they're obviously setting up a match between these two. But no, we probably, we might see it on Stand and Delivery, we might just see it on a regular episode of NXT. But I can see that possibly being LA Knight's, like, official write-off is to lose to Gunther. Yeah. Well, we come back from a commercial break. We get JC Jane walking around backstage by herself, because the gang, Toxic Attraction, has split up. And she's looking around for clues when she sees one of her titles. The tag team title is hanging just off to the side backstage somewhere. So she goes to grab it when she does and pulls down on it. A cage, a cage out of nowhere of two gates, like lock her in this cage, I guess, as Cora Jade then padlocks it, throws the key away and taunts her. And says, I got you. And then says, one down, two to go. And You ever play the, the board game Mousetrap? That's pretty much what this was. <laughs> I, no, this was I, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> honestly, I have, a, I have a theory. I feel like, like Cora Jade was going through Twitter one day and was like, oh, John Cena is cast in this new Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner movie. And she obviously is too young to even know what that is. So she YouTubed a couple of Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner cartoons and was like, oh, look at all these, these fancy traps that the Roadrunner is doing to Wile E. Coyote. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copy a couple of them because that's exactly what she did tonight. It was some Acme, Looney Tunes, Roadrunner traps that she was setting up, which this is so dumb. So this dumb. Was, it was Home Alone. This is what this was. It was but shitty yeah. Home Alone. It felt like Scooby Doo. Like she's creeping around looking for the titles, and then oh, 
got caught. We got her. And then Cora's like, yeah, what? I got you. Punk rock. Ah. Wow. <laughs> uh, just funny. There's more of them. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. We go to Tomasa Champa. His music hits. It doesn't hit quite like no one will survive, but it's all right. Champa comes down when he's on the ramp and then starts to do the Razor Ramon Scott Hall strut uh, that we all do all the time and we'll continue to do. And he has the mic. Champa says, I always wanted to be the guy when it came to pro wrestling and I always felt like I needed a home and I, and I found that. And I needed to, to get, be given an opportunity to run with the ball and that opportunity came under NXT, WWE, the largest company on the planet, and that's just gratitude. And he says, but success doesn't come easy. I've been here since 2015, whether it's DIY, Glorious Bombs, the tag titles, Blackheart, or just being the best NXT champ ever. Whether you cheer me or boo me, and then people start to boom. And then he laughs and recalls the time in New Orleans when he walked out to just the sea of booze. And then he says that he needs a fairy tale ending. So what perfect way when the crowd chants one more match? And he says thank you. As Tony D'Angelo shows up in the ring, no music, nothing, just standing there with a crowbar as he just throws it away. And he says, look, Champa, I respect you man to man, face to face. So I didn't want to do this. I got a. Th- I was thinking, who do I got to beat to put Tony in the history books? Who can I be? Who can the man be? Basically says, uh, to be the man, I got to beat the man. So it would be an honor for the family to throw hands with you at stand and deliver. And then he offers the handshake. Champa accepts it. They handshake. And Tony knees him in the balls. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. So stand and deliver. It's official. Tomasa Champa, Tony D'Angelo. It's not delivery. It's D'Angelo. Is what he <laughs> fucking should have said. That would have been damn. But yeah, uh, he's got to say that before the the pay per view. But yeah, yeah. Stand, stand and deliver my pizza. Right. I got excited. <laughs> I saw two Italians in there. You got the Sicilian psychopath. You got Tony D'Angelo. I thought maybe there was some wow. common bond between them two. I thought they're gonna yeah. like you know get together. I didn't know what this like this um. Champa thing was because there were like rumors have been swirling all day and it's like I didn't see anything at all yeah, about there wasn't Ciampa, like speech I didn't know what they were talking about so I had no idea where this was going I'm like is he getting called up to the main roster is he retiring like I didn't know what was going on here is he going to AEW like <laughs> I don't know what was happening tonight and then it didn't really hit me until Tony came to the ring like oh yeah he has been hyping up the last couple weeks about trying to find the perfect opponent or whatever so um yeah this match should be fun um but I mean by the looks of it this has to be uh Ciampa's final match right so I guess so, and then he's finally is uh, on the main roster, and he can wrestle Butch and whoever yeah, else. Yeah, can have Butch versus Chump, whatever they call him. Wow, Champa, Tommy. just Champa. Tom, Tom, Tommy Champ. Tommy yeah. Champ. Uh, so yeah, Champa versus D'Angelo. I, I I like the promo. I think Champ is a great talker. It's basically him kind of giving his whole story. It's definitely a retirement thing, and then. D'Angelo kind of stopping that, but I think the match could be pretty good too. It is a uh, like prove it moment for yeah, I, D'Angelo. I'd I was, say I was gonna say this is a big moment for D'Angelo because he he's been one of the guys who hasn't like 
been like on front of Raw like a Braun Breaker has or Ellie Knight. Like he hasn't been in front of a big crowd, so this is gonna be the biggest crowd he's been in front of. And he's fighting somebody like Champa, obviously I wouldn't trust anybody else in the ring but Champa. Um but yeah, this is a really big test for him. Obviously if he gets the win here. Um it's funny because like wasn't he kind of I mean he didn't write off Pete Dunn, but he was like one of Pete Dunn's like final feuds as well. So he's like him and Von Wagner are like slowly eliminating everybody from the black and gold era. I feel like they're like the two point gatekeepers. We didn't get Von Wagner this week. No, it wasn't no, come but you know, Tuesday. But I, I hate to, I hate to keep bringing up uh, Level Up and Shot in the Dark, but that girl that was in the uh, the audience with uh, Von Wagner, there is yeah. some development with her. Um, but that you will have to tune in. I will not give that for free. Wow, <laughs> interesting, interesting development yes. on the girl standing in the crowd yes. watching Von. I mean, it's Von's world, and we're just living in it. Oh wait, or is it Wardlow's world, and we're just ah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, everybody's world. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go to our next match. It is the Battle of Australia. Persia Parada versus Indy Hartwell. Best friends going to settle some scores in the ring. I don't think I've ever seen, at least in NXT, a tag team come out at the same time to face. So their music hits, they come out, and then the match is about to start. I feel like it must have happened. I feel like there's something like NWO would do or DX. Like, didn't yeah. Sean and Hunter probably come out together when they fought at one time? Like, they, it must have happened before, but definitely not at NXT. I definitely feel like it's happened before, but it's just it's weird because it's and and it's funny. Uh, but as the bell starts, it's almost like something changes where Persia starts throwing Indy around and starts like trash talking her own friend. She grabs Indy's wedding ring and tries to pull it off her, and then starts stomping on the hand of Indy. And starts saying, like, oh, your your husband's not replying to you. He doesn't want to talk to you. Dex doesn't want you. And commentary are like, yeah, that's not very friendly, considering they're friends. Indy fires back, though, gets upset, hits a running bulldog out the corner. When Duke Hudson shows up, he's ringside there. But Dexter appears from under the ring and scares him, which causes a whole distraction. Indy gets a roll-up and pins Persia. Uh, after the match, Duke is in the ring with Persia and they make out, they kiss. 
So then Indy and Dex kiss, and then Persia and Duke make out even more. So then Indy and Dex make out even more. It's a smooch off, and then they they both drop to the floor, and both couples are making out uh, simultaneously as we go to uh, our next our, our break here. But yeah, NXT is definitely horny. It's definitely it was nine like. 20 when this was happening i was like damn like they really go hard after that 9 p.m uh hits but wow uh just people making out here in a great segment i i i don't know what was happening here they were like trying to like out make each other out and 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 i I don't know if they're gonna like start switching partners i don't know what was going on with this um is this gonna lead to a a tag team match i mean it has to right we're gonna get a, a mixed match yeah it has to be couple v couple of of nxt at stand and deliver right yeah, I think so. It has to. It has to. Yeah. yeah. So the friends now with their their hubbies and yeah, something's got to happen. Like, what's does is it all a ploy? And Indy eventually leaves Dex, and Duke has both of them. <laughs> I feel like Duke is going to be caught cheating backstage. Ooh. Um, Wait. I don't know with who? <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, that's better yeah. than Dex. He's gonna be caught with. He's gonna be caught with somebody. I'm trying to think of who somebody who like would be a, like Tiffany Stratton or somebody. I don't know. Right, like, he, he's yeah. definitely gonna be caught with somebody backstage, and that's when uh, you know Persia is gonna come to her senses. I hope uh, not. I yeah. I'm trying to think is, of who. Is, who is, it, is this the match? Is this the match where yeah Wade was like Duke Hudson is Pete Davidson right and uh, <laughs> Dexter Loomis is Kanye? I was like, yeah, he says Dexter is Kanye and Duke is Pete Pete Hudson Pete Davidson. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Great stuff. We go to Gigi. Well, I mean, hey, did you think of anything? That match is pretty nothing, uh, I thought. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of checked out of that match. I knew it was going to be like some stupid finish. Like, it was like, yeah, I kind of, I wasn't barely paying attention to that. I'm just like, yeah, this is just like the start of whatever the real match is going to be, I feel like. We go to Gigi Dolan backstage. Now she's like, I think outside somewhere looking for her title. Again, very Scooby Doo esque. She sees that her title is on top of a dumpster. She doesn't just walk to the side and grab it, which was definitely 100% in reach. Instead, she gets into the dumpster to grab the title, realizing she's in a dumpster and realizes it's garbage and it's gross. When a forklift behind the dumpster, the lights turn on and it raises and closes the top of the dumpster on top of her, like... Basically, uh, Ninja Turtles finish at the end there when they crush Shredder in the in the dumpster yeah. in the back of the thing. Whoops, oops. Uh, no, she looks safe. They basically she basically traps her in this dumpster, and she's trying to get out and kicking and yelling. And Cora Jade is there with the forklift and says, "Oh, I didn't know trash could talk." And then says, "One to go," and then walks off. Oh my god. That I don't. I don't know what I'm. Wa- I was watching. Yeah. Um. I mean, shout out to Gigi Dolan's Instagram is a lot better than she was looking tonight. Uh, I'm just waiting for the Cora Jade toy set with all these different uh, booby traps at this point. Like, you know, give it to me. Booby traps. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> said booby traps. <laughs> yeah, booby traps. Yeah. That's what they were. We that should be the name of the show. That should be the name of the show. Booby traps. There's a lot of booby traps on on, on this on this show. <laughs> Uh, you, a, lot of, you, a lot of different traps. A lot of traps. Yeah, you win, good sir. We go to a match I can't believe is actually happening. We went from booby traps to Santos 
No, it's not Santos. It's fuck. I, I wish we got Santos and Rey Mysterio. No, it was Dominic Mysterio against Raul Mendoza. But I, I want I want Santos and Rey. I feel like they teased it, right? We're going to have to get that yeah. match eventually. We're going to have to. With the Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc gear from Santos as well. Oof. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's uh, up next, enhancement talent, double Three winner. years in a row, right? Three yeah. years in a row, Raul Mendoza. Going up against Dominic Mysterio. So, yeah, Ray Mysterio. Yo, what's going on with Dominic's music? He doesn't use Ray's music? No, ever since he debuted, he's had, like, his own version of it, I guess. Like, remix version. It's Yeah, he's it always sucks. had his own theme. Yeah, it's it's like a knockoff of the, the Ray song, I guess. I was a big fan of Ray Mysterio's original music. Like, who's that jumping out the sky? Yes. And then I do like Buyaka Buyaka 619, but... Damn, yeah, uh, this this music was soft. Uh, so it's Raul versus Dominic, and it's all about the best luchador stuff, and that's what Dominic is doing. He hits a, some, a pretty good-looking sunset flip, doing a bunch of, of rope flips and arm drags. He was looking pretty good, to be honest, and then hits a, a pretty cool-looking cross body. He eventually goes for this running Rana, which that was a little uh, uh, messed up, where definitely Raul just does the, the jump way after the fact. Uh, Dominic... However, gets distracted by uh, Carmen Electra Lopez up on the apron. I'm going to call her that. Which Don was like, whoa, I don't know what's going on. When Fallon, the bartender, shows up. That's right. With Briggs and Jensen to distract the rest of Legato and Electra, which allows Dom to drop Raul into the ropes. He's dialing it up and hits the 619, followed up by the frog splash, and Dominic wins the match. Here in NXT. Wow. Dominic Mysterio in NXT. Yeah, I mean, he looked pretty good. Like, as much as I would like to see Dominic stay here, um, I have a feeling that Logato might get called up uh, after Mania, and maybe they can then do the Santos-Rey Mysterio match, because I can't see Rey coming back to NXT. Um, at least not, like, on a permanent, you know, not, like, on a recurring basis. So I can actually see Logato. I feel like they've been in NXT for too long, and might not even fit. But as the, them four together on like the main roster, I think it actually be a pretty cool stable and have a few with Ray in and Dominic right off the gate. Yeah, they were wearing their Latino World Order, like the Legato, the, mm-hmm. the NWO style shirt as well. But wouldn't it be crazy if they have their stable and then they convince Dominic to turn on Ray? Like, you're not the greatest luchador. I am. That would be it. That would. Ray Mysterio oh. recently in an interview uh, said that he'll never. He doesn't want to have that match because he doesn't want to be like – he doesn't turn heel or anything like that. But I think it would be Dominic that would be the bad guy. That would be awesome. Yeah, I he's, think already that... growing out, he's already growing the mullet, having him grow like a, the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it. Yeah. Just – hey, if he's down there and, and working and getting better in the – I thought this was the best he's looked in, in quite a while, at least from what I've seen of Dominic. But uh, no, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, I, can't, I just – I wish Rey Mysterio fought. Like sorry. I Like let's just – Think outside the box here. Dream match for me is Rey Mysterio versus Io Shirai. Just sorry. That just, <laughs> both doing 619s and crazy shit. That's just yeah. something I want to see. And there's, there's no, there's no good reason why we, we are not getting that match. But anyway. Yeah. You're going to have to wait till, till uh, Joey Janela spring break 2025 something probably like that. for that yeah. one. Yeah. Down yeah. the line. Yeah. Uh, who would you, who would you pit Rey Mysterio against? It's obviously Santos. Uh, but I mean, back in the, the gold days of NXT, like your Garganos or, any of these high flyers against Rey Mysterio would be pretty interesting uh, as well. But Rey Mysterio didn't wrestle tonight, 
but maybe one day on NXT he will. I honestly, I would love to see Rey Mysterio versus Gunter. Just to Whoa. see those two. Yeah, right? I, there you that'd go. Be like a crazy yeah. match right there. Just to see like Ray bump around and what he could do and just yeah. kind of work off of Gunther. Um, but yeah, yeah, Ray versus Carmelo, Ray versus uh Dragon All of A Kid, all these guys. Like I feel like he'd have some great matches down. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Leave Ray in NXT. Dominic is down. Both of them. Yeah, bring him down here. <laughs> bring him down here. Let's do it. Creed Bros versus Ray and Dominic. Mm, MSK. Okay, all yeah. these guys. Yeah, it's crazy shit. Uh, we go to, uh, this is when they had the Scott Hall, uh, tribute video, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I'm yes. sure you guys have already seen it, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. And, uh, yeah, that's when we go back to Cora Jade. She's in the parking lot and she's got a can of spray paint that's Ooh. randomly duct taped up for some reason. She then sees Mandy Rose's car. So she goes over it. She goes into the car. It's just unlocked and sees the NXT women's titles there. And she gets in the front seat when Mandy shows up behind her and says, oh, you thought wrong. You thought you could trick me and starts to beat up Cora Jade when the rest of Toxic Attraction show up and they beat her up, too. Uh, but Cora was kind of like, this is the the championship is what I want. And and Mandy says, well, it's my title and then beats her up and then says, game over, bitch. And then sp- takes the spray paint and spray paints on Cora. Definitely like uh, NWO, Scott Hall. Shout yeah, out. For sure. But something I noticed was it's Cora Jade spray paint and it's white spray paint. And Mandy Rose was driving a white SUV. <laughs> so you're telling me you were going to spray paint the white car with white spray paint? Okay. That's, uh, yeah, she didn't think that through, did she? Maybe she didn't know what color her car was going into it. Or she didn't know the spray paint because it was covered in duct tape for some That's reason. That's true. That so she, didn't she didn't know. do it. Yeah, she, she didn't do any of her research, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, she's not, she's not a real skater. Skaters know their, their spray paints. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Graffiti artists. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this sets up now, which they do it later announce Cora Jade versus Mandy at. Stand and deliver, but yeah, I didn't really like these uh, Looney Tunes cartoony things with Cora Jade trapping Toxic Attraction. Like it was just so lame, so yeah. cheesy. They're I don't know, like they're trying to make Cora like seem like a tough, like a tough girl. Like I don't know what they're doing with her. Like what was the point of this? Like have her wrestle each one of them, like or, some, or I yeah. guess they don't want to damage the, the tag champs. But like have I mean, her maybe, maybe, beat them. Maybe Raquel is straight up injured, and they had to like come up with a I don't know another plan for tonight. I don't know, yeah. but yeah, it's, it was a little weird. It was pretty goofy. Like, hey, I think Cora and Mandy is the match, and it, it sounds pretty good. But like, yeah, weird way to go about it. We go to the Creed brothers. They're in the ring, Diamond Mine, and Malcolm Bivens says, "We want to know who jumped us." So actually, it's the Creed brothers. They're they're really upset about the attack last week, so they're screaming. And they're saying, who jumped us? We got all the time in the world, so we ask who. Who had the balls to do that? Come out here, you cowards. When MSK's music hits, oh no. And MSK are rocking classic NWO shirts. And they say, hey, yo, we didn't attack you. But, uh, you know, we, we, took, we took your spot and you crashed the party. So, therefore, we deserve a shot, too. When the crowd chants bullshit at MSK, they're, cl- they're clearly on the Creed side here. When Imperium on the perch interrupt 
and say, you guys will obtain these titles. These are ours. You need skills like us. Malcolm says, come down here. And then MSK kind of step in and say, we want the match. So Imperium say, well, why don't we have a triple threat at Stand and Deliver? And, uh, well, that's official now. The three teams will face at Stand and Deliver. But, yeah, yeah do you think lot, MSK... A lot yeah. of booze for MSK, right? Back to the, the, the booing section, I feel like. They were getting some cheers, and now all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Back to the booze. Uh, yeah, back to the <laughs> Like me, every time I watch NXT 2.0. <laughs> back to the booze. Back to the booze. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think it needs to be them. I think I was waiting for the reveal, but I don't know. Maybe they'll stretch it. I don't know, because like you... Like I thought that, but then we we see a segment backstage where Malcolm Bivens is still trying to like figure out who it is. So more Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. Is it like some team that we don't know or we forgot about? Like who hasn't been seen in a while? Like I, I'm trying to think. Is there like a mystery team or something or a team that's been sh- on the shelf or is it is it like Gorillas of Destiny? Like who who is it at this point? Like is it some new team that we don't know about? Well, I mean, the match itself is now actually the triple threat, so it would make sense if MSK are like, yeah, we did it, so we could win, like, whatever. Right, but, right, yeah. right. But then, the match but, sounds but great. Then, but then they continue the whole, like, searching thing backstage after, which confused me. Like, they're obviously, they're still trying to, I don't know, it's a little weird. Yeah, very strange. But the match sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. This is the match that I think we all predicted was going to happen, so yeah, it should be a banger for sure. It kind of sounds, yeah. It kind of sounds like that revolution three-way tag match, right? Like the yeah, three teams, similar. different styles and stuff like that. But yeah, sounds great. We have Cameron Grimes backstage. He's very sad. He says that he he made it here and he was ready to go on the road again for stand and deliver, but instead he'll be at home sitting on his couch. He wants to stand and deliver, but he won't. And he told his father that when he signed to NXT, he'll be a champion. But I just keep disappointing. And then Grimes walks off all sad. Sad face Grimes. What's going to happen? Yeah. Do you think he gets added to this ladder match? Yeah, I mean, that's, this is legit. I remember him hearing about this. That, like Right before his dad passed away, the last thing he said to him was that he was signing to NXT. So for them to take like a real-life storyline like this, a real-life you know situation, makes me feel like there's hopefully some actual like storyline reasoning for this like i feel like he's gonna make his way into the match somehow but the fact that he mentioned like the the main championship like he's been north american champion before so it's not like the end of the world but i feel like the fact that he mentioned like being like actual nft champion um could you know mean something else but i don't know with this current landscape i can't see him being champion i feel like that time has passed to have cameron grimes as the nft champion was he he wasn't north american champion before he was. He, he wasn't. He, he, he was the time. million. He says he never had oh. a. He never. He never had gold yet. But he never was a champion yet. But he was the million dollar champion. Right. That's why so, I, I was mean, thinking of that. Know, okay. I, I think yeah. the story should be somehow he does get added into this match, and I would book it where he wins. Because Carmelo yeah. Hayes. Okay. Uh, Carmelo has says he's the A champion, but I think he should drop it, and then by WrestleMania we get Hayes. Uh, Kind of switching into the, the 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 other title picture or main roster, but yeah, I think it would make make sense. But I think Grimes needs to be added to this match. I don't know how we're going around it, but it should be it should be him. We go to Malcolm Bivens backstage. He's questioning all the other tag teams, meaning Idris and Malik and Gyv. And he's like, "Did you guys attack him? Did you guys attack him?" And Malik and Idris are like, "No, we were busy like." 
pretty much uh, getting way too close with Mandy Rose. Like they were, yeah, they, they, they're like, oh no, it. we didn't, we, we didn't attack them. We attacked the waiters instead. To, yeah, to get, that's what they <laughs> get said, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gyv says no. These creepy little simps didn't attack them, and neither did we. Like buzz off essentially. So both these teams are like, we didn't do it. So Malcolm Bivens is on the case still, but we won't find out until. Well, next the week. interesting thing that the Cree brothers kept saying was, they're like, oh yeah, we heard accents, we heard accents. That's why they kept like pointing to grizzled young veterans. So they didn't mention that they kept hearing accents. Oh, so maybe, so, so maybe it was Imperium then. Is Imperium they heard accents? Yeah, it had to be right. They kept yeah. saying that. <laughs> the person who attacked me had accents. That sounds like such a, a cop out. Of uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they looked like, but they had an accent. I mean, it, 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 it could be anybody from NXT UK, right? It could be Mustache Mountain. Like, <laughs> like who, uh, who knows? It could be anybody back. at this point. Yeah. Uh, uh. Well, then we go to our main event of the evening: NXT title on the line, and we go to LA Knight challenging Dolph Ziggler as someone's doing fireworks literally outside my house right now. Oh, they're celebrating I, the, the main event. I don't know what, what it is to celebrate. They're celebrating Dolph Ziggler's NXT champ. It's a Tuesday night. What's on March 15th? Well, they're nine minutes early from celebrating uh, Austin 316 Day. So maybe that's what they're doing preemptively. Oh, true. Right, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out the people doing fireworks just outside my building. Uh, well, Dolph Ziggler, NXT champion, putting the title on the line in the main event against L.A. Knight. Yeah, we get L.A. Knight coming out. He's got some attack on Dolph here, running shoulder tackles, knocking the champion down. Hits a huge power slam before we go to picture and picture. And during that, the tides turn as Ziggler takes advantage because, of course, Bobby Roode was distracting him there. Ziggler's hitting some cross faces as we come back. He's working the neck and the face of L.A. Knight and then tries to put him in a sleeper hold, one of his finishing moves. But L.A. Knight gets out of it and then counters with a huge tilt-a-whirl power slam for a near fall. Ziggler and him are fighting up top. L.A. Knight gets pushed off but then jumps up like a cat. He's like Kurt Angle here. Uh, and hits a superplex for a two count. The camera shows Braun Breaker is showing up in his car nearby outside. This distracts Ziggler. He gets caught into the burning hammer from LA Knight, but it's only a two count because Bobby puts the foot on the rope for his buddy Dolph here. When they're both standing again, more distraction from Bobby Roode allows Dolph Ziggler to hit a super kick. On LA night and puts him to bed. One, two, three. So Ziggler retains the NXT championship. And then right after the match, out comes Braun Breaker, who comes down and says, I want my rematch. And that's when uh, Bobby Roode tries to get involved, but <laughs> he just gets decked by Braun. So, uh, yeah, Ziggler then kind of has to accept, like, all right, you want your rematch? Well, that's going to happen. Stand and deliver. It is now official. Ziggler versus Braun Breaker for the title. But uh, what did you think of LA Knight and Ziggler? Yeah, I mean, the match was fine. Um, you know, nothing really amazing. I mean, this whole show was was fine. Uh, it just it all felt like a setup for Stand and Deliver. We you know we didn't have any real matches officially till tonight, so nothing none of the matches really stood out. Um, this match was okay. You know, La Knight is someone who's been around for a while, and obviously Dolph Ziggler. So it was you know your basic match. Uh, it was all like to build to the, the whole Braun Breaker thing, obviously. And I'm pretty sure the same car that Braun is driving is the same one that like Karrion Cross had 
and the same one that like uh, <laughs> Ellie, like I feel like they're all driving the same black charger. Has been in, like NXT for the past like three years. Um, but yeah, this is all to set up the the, the final. I I, I kind of expect I didn't expect the match to be like made like that easy. Like where Ziggler's just like yeah, let's do it. Like I feel like Ziggler should have maybe like I don't know did Cowered something out. It. Yeah, yeah, or did, you know attacked Braun or something. Like some, I feel like something should have happened to actually make that match official. Well, he's got a few weeks. He'll he'll beat up Braun or get rude versus Braun or yeah whatever. Braun, Braun, Braun could chase him down on a Raw or something. Yeah, yeah. just those a couple weeks. Uh, you know what? I I wasn't super down on the show. It had like some. St- it's good when they have something to build towards, and this is finally a show that's not going to be in this uh, performance center. So it would be nice to see them on the road and somewhere else. So. I am trying to get into uh, a, a better mindset, but uh, for me, hearing that they're putting Miz TV on on NXT definitely made me go like not interested. But I actually thought they did a good job of setting up uh, and kind of letting let everybody, letting everybody know what kind of is happening and, and promoting matches and so forth. But um, yeah, this, and who, this, who who would have thought that Dominic would have probably the best match? <laughs> I mean, Kushida and AK was good. I just feel like it could have had a little bit more time. Maybe Dominic, Grimes and think, Santos. Yeah, maybe yeah, that was the match. Grimes and Santos was good. I feel yeah. like the, the, pro- the problem with NXT is like these matches are good, but I feel like they're just not getting enough time to the point yeah. where it's like they're great, you know? Um, but I think just Dominic just overall just impressed me the most because he hasn't really looked this good on Raw. So maybe he needs to stay here. Maybe he needs to, you know, get some more NXT shine. Yeah, but that would be that would be all right. Um, but yeah, I, I I didn't necessarily hate anything. Uh, maybe except those like Luna Poor Jade stuff. Yeah, that yeah, stuff was pretty that weak. Was silly. Uh, I thought. But the the pay per view, they're sorry, premium live event is shaping up to look pretty good. We got the the five way ladder match. We got Champa versus D'Angelo, Mandy versus Cora, Imperium, Creed Bros, and MSK, and Ziggler versus Braun. So I mean. That's all right. That's not yeah, that bad. right there is like yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe add like one one or two more matches for like a kickoff or whatever. Yes. Um, maybe add like that 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 uh Persia and Duke versus Indian Dexter, and maybe like another match, Saray and Tiffany, and there we go. That could be the full card right there. No Kushida, sadly, I guess. No, unfortunately, we're gonna have to watch that on level up. And I mean, Solo Sokoa is gonna face Roderick Strong, so the winner of that. So I mean, you would want it to be Solo because they've been pushing him, but Roddy, right, yeah. it's Roddy though, right? It's Roddy. I know. I feel like Roddy in a ladder match. Like I feel like that's that's yeah. that like spells out WrestleMania weekend right there. Like you just have a guy like that in that match, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, that was NXT. Yeah, I sounded like I didn't actually hate it, but trust me, there was still we didn't get enough Briggs and Jensen. We still saw them. Who knew Briggs and Jensen were featured in the same segment as Rey Mysterio? NXT yeah. only, only in NXT. It only happens. That's a that's a picture that needs to be framed for the BDE. Like Ray, Dominic, Fallon, Briggs, and Jensen. Just all five of them just yeah. celebrating. That's right. It totally it totally does. It needs to be needs to be framed. Uh, I wonder. I put up a feedback thread in the Facebook, but I put it up a little late, so I do see uh, two comments here. So I'll read them quickly. One's from Sean, sure. who writes in in quotations: "Saray not able to fully transform." End quotation. That was a sentence spoken on tonight's episode. Let that sink in. Yeah, that one had me howling when uh, they said, "Like, oh, but she can't transform." Oh my god. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> and then uh, for the second and last one from Corey here, who says, "Man, I'm gonna say it. If Saray doesn't come out and beat the ever living hell out of Tiffany and decisively wins the feud, I think she's pretty much done in WWE and will be the next round of budget cuts. They are doing Saray real dirty right now, and she's been treated incredibly poorly since the changeover to 2.0." 
I mean, at least she's got a character and winning. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, before yeah. she literally had no character. She was just a Joshi wrestler. Now at least, like, yeah, sit stupid. Yeah. But is it going to get her on stand and deliver? Maybe. You know, I couldn't say that before. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's it. What about you? You've been enjoy like, you like NXT as much. What have you been enjoying since you're probably the person I know who watches literally the most wrestling? Just you watch all the yeah, other shows. Yeah, I mean. What do you watch that, that actually, that genuinely you do still uh, enjoy? The Well, the only show that I actually watch live is, is Dynamite. And that has its good and its bad because I do the report for post wrestling. So it's like some, like this last episode, there, there was so much going on. I, I, and I can't pause the show either, which sucks the way I watch it. So like that's a great show, but like there's so much happening. But everything else, like Raw and NXT, I, I don't watch live. This is probably the first week that I watch both of them back to back live because of the Cody possibility on Raw. Then obviously for tonight for 2.0. Um, but honestly, the shows I've been enjoying the most have been, uh, New Japan Strong. This past week we had Jay White versus Swerve, so that match was a banger. Oh, nice! Uh, NXT, NXT UK has been pretty good. I mean, every every week they have a pretty good match on that show. So those are my two top shows, honestly. Um, but yeah, you know, those are probably like the only shows I really like religiously, like enjoy every week. I mean, Dynamite I enjoy as well. Um, uh, and I will not be watching Control Your Narrative as much as Nicky uh, <laughs> Bird and every, everybody else has been campaigning. It, f- f- funny stories. So I was talking to, to John Pollock about like. I'm taking off like the whole WrestleMania weekend, like those four days. I'm taking it all off to do like reports. Like between me and John Pine, we're doing like 25 reports. It's ridiculous. So he sends me like a list of all the things to, you know, to do. Then a little like asterisk next to like control your narrative. He's like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. And I was like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm okay. You do. Yeah. Why won't well, you? Well, luckily, luck, luckily for me, it's not airing anywhere, and I don't know what this TV deal that they supposedly have is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to watch Control Your Narrative. I'm sorry. I don't care if the main event is. Suzuki versus EC3. I I, I don't want to watch it. I, I've no. covered those shows in the past, and they're not they're not good. I'm I love sorry. how just the people Bra- involved. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how Braun Strowman to to promote it has been like you won't see any like choreographed dancing or acrobatics. It's like, bro, you won't be seeing jack shit at these shows. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, they, like, they look laughable from what's been released. And, 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 and that was like a dig at um at GCW because that was the only show that they're going against like that day was GCW. So somebody, I think it was Tony Deppin, yeah. was like, "Yo, dude, what are you talking about?" That's not like, the way. To, yeah, man. that's not the way to get like your your company is showing like not. There's no disrespect to any of the people involved, but it's like you're 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 promoting a company that is saying like, "Hey, we're the the outcasts, the assholes," like. We lo- that's what it, we are. It's like no, like nah, like it's not like it's, it's not working. <laughs> it looks bad. <laughs> it looks genuinely bad. And I'm sad now that you're not going to review it for us and let us know what happens. But I don't think yeah, anyone actually. No one cares though. No one actually. You know. Cares. You know. What control your narrative sounds like to me. It sounds like a a, a group that that wears T-shirts that don't uh, get permission from their families to wear. Yeah, probably they probably would. <laughs> they probably would too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, people need to go outside, bro. Here I am talking about NXT, but fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's been a wild week. It's been a wild fucking week. Shout out post-wrestling. Post-wrestling Shout forever. out post-wrestling. Shout Dino out Neil Way- Flanagan. <laughs> Shout out Neil <laughs> Flanagan. Uh, if you followed any of the controversy, controversy, that's that's as far as what I'm calling it, but wow. Yeah. Uh, Buy Dino the new Way- Four Pillars shirt on, on the post-wrestling shirt right now. All, all proceedings go to charity up until March 31st, so make sure you get your shirt. A lot of people already got their shirt, so get your, your brand new Four Pillars uh, long and winding Royal Road t-shirt at a post-wrestling store. No, honestly, shout out WH Park. The streets still the streets need it. 
the streets need WH Park in Kingston uh, on a podcast. But yeah, honestly, John Way, all of post wrestling, that's some king shit, man. I am so proud to be a part uh, and just being uh, even even in the same family as uh, John Way. Those guys do some crazy stuff. So yeah, if you've seen some of the ridiculousness on social media this week, very, very silly. But uh, no one is more professional than John Way. So uh, hats off and to it. But shout out everyone. At post wrestling support, buy the shirt, go buy a post shirt, go buy an up next shirt. We're all fam. We can't we can't say thanks for all the people who support post wrestling and up next and, and everyone. Uh, so yeah, it feels it feels good to have people like defending post wrestling and, and being in a family and, and stuff. I, it feels I, good. I, I've never been more proud of Twitter uh, after this past weekend of, of the amount of support. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I usually, I usually hate when people do digging on people. I'm like, man, just go outside, like live your own life. If they did some bad stuff, cool, it, we'll find yeah. it out. But don't, you know. But now it's like, oh, someone else did it, and now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, thank you, Mister Sino Evil, for uh, joining me tonight, filling in for Mister Davey Portman, who will be back uh, tomorrow night. We'll be doing BD Elite, chatting all about some dynamite. But other than Shot in the Dark, want anything else you want to uh, plug? Feel free. Follow your Twitter. Yeah. And all that. I've actually uh, on a couple, I guess, non-wrestling related podcasts that I've been on or will be on uh, in the next week or so. Um, right now, I'm actually on the podcast, DA podcast um, with uh, Steve Finger Styles and another guest that I just found out, like more information by doing the show. Uh, his name is Rated R. He's a rapper from New York who actually does the theme song for Top Flight as well as uh, some music from the Who We Are uh, soundtrack for AEW, which I was like, holy crap, this is great. So the whole podcast is us talking about, like, hip-hop and video games, and just, it was a great great show with me, Steve, and uh, and Rated R. Um, so check that out. That's on the podcast. You can find that. It's on my Twitter page if you want to get the link for it. And then tomorrow I'll actually be doing a show with, um, you probably heard them do shows with Nate Milton on the um, the Rocky My VA Picture show, like the, the Too Fast, Too Forever guys. Uh, I'm actually doing a show with those two guys, and we're talking about Five Deadly Venoms, which is an old Shaw Brothers kung fu flick from the 70s, one of my favorite movies of all time. So once I saw that they're reviewing Shaw Brothers movies, I'm like, dude, if you guys need me, like, I have, you know, I love that. I love that shit. So, uh, yeah, we'll be recording that tomorrow. So once that's up, check my social media. I'm sure I'll be linking uh, everybody for that as well. So that should be a pretty cool discussion. Uh, well, hey, very, very, uh, all, all different shows that you're doing and you're doing the wrestling stuff for, for post and for up next. So thank you, man. Thank you for, for joining us, uh, here today. And I had a lot of fun talking all about, uh, all sorts of random shit with you and shout out Dickie Bird for help running the Twitch stream yes. and just helping run all the strings. I mean, Sino, I mean, before we go, I mean, there's, there's something that's probably needs to be said. I mean, WrestleMania is around the corner, but. Up next mania is also around the corner. I say that because we haven't picked a date yet because it's really hard because there's so much other wrestling going on. But once we have that date, oh boy. But, but you, good sir, you won. I mean, kind of. You won the up next rumble this year in uh, some controversial fashion, but you will be main eventing up next mania against your own friend in real life. Fire Frank, who is the undisputed BDE champion. He beat me, beat me a few times. He's beaten everybody. He's unbeatable, frankly. Uh, I just, while I have you on the show, I mean, any, uh, any, any thoughts on that? Your own friend, you gotta fight him. Yeah. And like, ever since, like, he found out that I'm his challenger, he's just been not your friendly Fire Frank that you expected. Like, I checked my mail the other day and I have, like, the contract was sent to me. 
from Frank, and I'm just like, dude, like, no, like, it has no date on it, first of all, it's just to be determined, which I'm not going to sign if I don't know when we're fighting, or wrestling, whatever you want to call it, and then, like, like, he doesn't want to do it in person, like, dude, you live 15 minutes away, if we're going to do a contract signing, we need to do a live on Twitch, first of all, so that's number one, before this match is even made official, I want to see face-to-face, and actually have a contract signing uh, with pen, or blood, or spaghetti sauce, who knows what we're going to use, but... Yeah, and I'm going to have a sit-down discussion with Fire Frank Sr. and Mama Frank and see exactly what's going on in uh, the mind of Frank. Because Whoa, you just bring the dude's weird. mom into this, man? That's, that's you know, what does his mom hey, have to do with this? Don't I'm about to go into Fire Frank's house and, and take orange juice out of his fridge and start drinking it and then sit down and, and have a nice little session with uh, Fire Sr. and just talk about, you know, watching... Uh, Jimi Hendrix concerts at Woodstock because that's that's the fire Frank I want to I want to fuck with is is senior J- junior over here uh, you better I don't know you know what I think he's doing honestly I, I've been trying to keep track of him I-, I I was able to look at his like YouTube search history and this you know what this dude's doing he's like he's doing like tape trading and he's like trying to find out about like New Japan and Old Japan he's doing his research he's he's scared I think he's like not you know picking a date for this contract because he wants to do his New Japan uh, research and history that's exactly what he's doing mm. um, because he knows that I have a couple tricks up my sleeve because i know all his weaknesses that's um, right you know yeah, yeah he's he, a tri- yeah. he's a trivia machine he's like the beast like he's like he's insane how much he knows about wrestling but his weakness is japanese wrestling but i hope when he's when he's tape trading and all that that he's making sure that all the royalties go to all the families of uh all the tapes and pro wrestling that he buys from uh those time periods but yeah, yeah. And, and 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 before i drop the pipe bomb here um Frank, this is going to be your first show where you don't have me by your side, um, giving you some help, if you know what I'm talking about. Ooh, damn. Yeah, I mean, he has had you in his corner every time he's fought, but now you're going up against him. Uh, you are real friends in real life. He legit is unbeatable when it comes to wrestling trivia. And uh, I, don't, I, I, think, I think you're pretty good at trivia. You seem to know everything. You're like our little detective here, pro- executive producer of the show, but... I don't know. I think I think that's going to be a tough battle between you two. Over, yeah, I mean, put it this trivia. way: I, I know everything that Frank knows, but he doesn't know everything that I know. So damn, keep damn, it that. Damn, damn. Uh, well, it's going to go down. Follow the socials, guys, for all the updates for when that's going to happen. Because yes, participation of audience and all that stuff is is going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, but look for the updates on on that and everything at up next podcast on twitter and join the facebook page and the facebook group and all that stuff and uh yeah we'll be back with all these other podcasts out this week but uh we appreciate you listening and uh thank you john again for filling in mr see no evil hear him on shot in the dark and dicky for helping on the twitch that is it that is all i myself brayden harrington you can find me i'm on twitter and i'm on instagram i'm at the bray D, and I'm sure you said yours, but what is yours like? Ceno Evil? Ceno Evil. C-N-O-E-V-I-L on all your social media. All right. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do.
Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Spring training is right around the corner. So come for the games and have a ball in Arizona. With world-class resorts, unbeatable dining and nightlife, amazing scenery, and endless outdoor adventure. Make your visit unforgettable. Plan your getaway at myspringtraining.com.